This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 469 for Monday, May 15th, 2017. My name is Steve. And my name is Ed. Just kidding. My name is Alex. Oh, snap. Fooled you. It is good to see you again, friend. It is good to see you again, friend, with our voices. Yes, it's been too long since we've seen our voices. Uh, Brother! <laughs> been too long. Alex, stop this. Well, Did you uh, like my sunglasses, Steve? Zach is already just making the Zach face as he's listening to this. But yeah, hey guys, we're back. Uh, at least I, I know this is a little temporary for Alex, but me, I'm back for now. I hope you missed me, but... Uh, Zach is in Peru, and Ed is in Florida. So, those are two similar places. Not really. They're on the same continent. Ignore that. Uh, but we're joined by some great friends that we have on this podcast. Uh, first, Eisner-nominated comic book artist. It's our friend Joey Weiser. Hey, that's me. That is- Happy to be on. Uh, as part of the uh, the backup team, the West Coast Avengers. <laughs> B team, as I like to call it. And speaking of West Coast, we also have editorial editorial writer, Jill. Yeah, I write a lot of editorials. Um, they're pretty good. <laughs> Got a lot of fans of my editorials. Shut up, Jill. Oh. You want to be on this podcast? Okay, fine. And then we also have our merchandise reporter, Kelly. Hey there, holding it down on the East Coast where it's very late. <laughs> appreciate it and we have uh like twitter sensational man we have casey hey everybody uh yeah i'm also uh flying by night here so yeah, like rush it's, that's right yeah it's, I, it's good to have you boys back <laughs> it, it, it's it good, to good to be back, back casey yeah. the boys are back in town <laughs> the 20 minutes boys <laughs> uh but we've got we've got a pretty heavy episode. We have a whopper of a chapter. We say. sure do, Steve. And let me tell you, we'll cover way more than just twenty minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that's chapter eight hundred and sixty-five. We don't have an anime recap this week. We'll have a double anime recap on a future episode with Sam. But we're gonna have a a, a wombo-sized piece together. We got a lot of questions in. So a wombo. Wombo. A wumbo. What's a yeah, wumbo? you know. Wombology, the study of wumbo. This is first grade, Alex. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jill. I didn't go to Goucher College. It's, Goucher's a real college. It's Institute, but we're not <laughs> here. I didn't go to Full Sail University. <laughs> but before we get into our manga recap, uh, we have a little bit of news I'd like to discuss. Uh Dubwise, Funimation has put the first two episodes of season nine dubbed on their website. Yep. This was uh, this was the day uh, last week's episode came out, so we couldn't really uh, promote that on the show proper, but I'm promoting on the show now. Uh, I watched it. I don't know if any of you guys checked it out. I know not everyone's I did. a dub fan. Uh, it was great. We yeah. have the uh, Straw Hat voice actors. Uh, 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 besides uh, Stephanie Young voicing the fake Straw Hats, uh, same uh, same roles as the uh, Japanese cast. Uh, yeah, know. yeah, I thought that was really um, that was a really clever clever move on their part. 
and very fun. And yes, it was cool to hear uh, Chris Abbott's uh, own take on the four kids Sanji voice for fake Sanji. But I think what blew me away was uh, Lucy Christian's take on four kids Robin. Oh yeah, I loved that. <laughs> it was spot that was really on. good. <laughs> it was almost the exact same voice. It got a big chuckle out of me. It was uh, pretty good. I actually really enjoyed the uh, the fake Usopp voice. Yeah, uh, the voice was cracking a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is a nice this is a nice uh, nod. This is good." You wouldn't think that voice would come out of Patrick, but it was awesome. It was very it was very neckbeard. That's what I thought. Very neckbeard <laughs> warrior. Uh, and also in dub news, the uh, second voyage set for season nine. Uh, was announced for an August release, and we have a cover art, and it has Chirahoshi and her royal yes. family. It's a nice Everyone's cover. favorite character. <laughs> Everyone's favorite kaiju, Chirahoshi. <laughs> My favorite kaiju waifu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys are begging me to talk about the fact that they also announced Shin Godzilla uh, for August. <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's save that for the end of the show, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's begging me to point out when Funimation tweeted, it's like, oh, and also an iconic skyscraper size character will also be coming out. <laughs> it's like as well, and Alex retweeted, go, oh yes, Shirohoshi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you've actually seen Shin Godzilla, putting it off until the very end is part of the problem. The bureaucracy <laughs> of this podcast cannot be allowed to stand. Uh, I, I, I'd recommend Shin Godzilla if you haven't seen it. It was uh, it was pretty great. It was a very innovative take on Godzilla, and I loved it. Um, well, uh, well, you know, if the title is any indication, I'm sure we're just going to be seeing his shins the entire time. Am I right, guys? High five. Yeah, only 10 minutes uh-huh. worth of Godzilla. Why are we talking about this? Sorry. Our last bit of <laughs> news is uh, One Piece Unlimited World Red, uh, a video game that came out a few years ago on the PS3, the Wii U, and the 3DS is being re-released on the Nintendo Switch as One Piece Unlimited World Red Deluxe. And the PS4. Mm-hmm. And the PS4. Oh, cool. Uh, funny story. I, I do own a copy of One Piece Unlimited World Red. It is sealed. I have never opened it. I have never uh, it. Yeah, I downloaded it on the PS3 when it was on sale, and I played a little bit of it, and I determined that this is not the kind of game I want to play. Um, but you might like it. If you liked Unlimited Adventure, you know, collect the funds plus, you know, weird combat. Well, I'm one of those people that liked Unlimited Adventure because I was like, oh my god, Funimation's dubbing this. I want to hear all these characters. Uh, no, I mean, like, I can't, liked can't it. Can't justify but, buying a game for those reasons. But I just don't, I could. yeah, but I mean, I just don't want to play another one of those. That's all. But it may be for you. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't played it, and unfortunately I waited too long. Uh, but... Well, now you have a Switch. I No, I don't. <laughs> Mike has a switch. Mike is my roommate, and that is true. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all we have in news stories. Uh, new new stories. Uh, new stories of news. Uh, wow, bad cover. <laughs> oh, that that's the train. <laughs> and you know what that means? <laughs> that means it's time for the manga recap. Recap. The recap. Everyone, get on board for the manga recap. Board, the manga recap express. Come on, ride the recap. You ride it. <laughs> Diesel. Then everyone jumped on the recap express. And this is gonna the be train Zach's drove off into a, off of a cliff. The end. Zach will Why never go he... out of town again. No. <laughs> He's going to burn his passport upon listening. 
what, what's funny is that like the podcast has already gone off the rails. That's what the train signifies. Well, Zach wouldn't mind traveling as much if he wrote the manga recap express. That's true. What about the new? Unfortunately, he flew to Peru. He's not going to be on this choo-choo train, but we are. So yep. So so come on, ride the train with us. Arrive it. Who's ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready. This is the manga recap for chapter 865. Hey, mother. Hey, mother. Mother. Hey. I'm not his mother. <laughs> I'm not his mother. This lint, your lint. Alex. Just in time for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's, just a day that's late. Actually. Just how your mom appreciates it. Nice. <laughs> uh, but Alex, please, we, uh, we're in our new cover story. What's going on? That's absolutely right, Steve. Uh, this is limited cover series number 23, The Saga of the Self-Proclaimed Straw Hat Fleet, Volume 2, Cavendish. As you probably know, years ago, dot, 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 and uh, we have zoomed in on the previous uh, the previous panel from last week, uh, and here we have uh, Cavendish uh, being wistful about his, his past as a as a young boy with, with his horse, and, you know, horses, of course, have the same, they grow the same amount uh, as, as humans do. Um, of course, of course. Of course, of course. And even, even as a kid, uh, he was, he was uh, sought after by the ladies. Um, I can't tell if they're grown ladies or... Where would you rank ladies? this backstory in our rankings? <laughs> well, uh, that's hard for me to say already. Um, I uh I don't know. I'd like to see where this is going, but uh anyway, as he's as he's looking off into the distance and and going on and on and on, uh his horse, does anybody remember his horse's name? Arul. There we go. Is uh sipping tea and is like, "Oh, jolly good." He's defying and- all of science <laughs> by holding a teacup with a hoof. I was, he's uh, he's eating the opposable hoof fruit. He's an opposable hoof horse. See, I thought you were talking about his legs being crossed. I'm like, oh well, looks like he's getting shot pretty soon. Um, <laughs> so uh, Suleiman, Suleiman, he pronounces his name. Not a anyway, Alex. yeah, he is. He he digivolves into a uh, executioner guy. Um, <laughs> he's he's just kind of sitting there, being like whatever. And you can kind of see um, some of Cavendish's uh, subordinates who all have. Um, like Mozart, uh, Marie Antoinette esque, like yeah. you know Versailles style hair. I didn't even notice them until now. I thought the, I thought those were just candles at first, but they look like Muppets. My bad. Yeah, they're they're like powdered wigs or something. Yeah, rock me, thing. Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big anyway. fan of Cavendish's uh, rock star pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty great. I've really uh, missed this idiot. I really have. I'm glad he's around. Too. Cavendish is great. Oh, we're uh, gonna. I was just thinking about Cavendish, but obviously we're going to get... Um, I didn't think his backstory would be super interesting, but I totally forgot he has the split personality. So we might... Oh. Yeah, Michael yeah. Huckaba. That's we true. Go. We're going to finally understand why he's Wars Man from Kaniku Man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that reference. It's been a while. Yeah, you know, those older flashbacks uh, kind of jump more from panel to panel, like in time and space and stuff, and 
I kind of miss that a little bit. Like part of me kind of wishes that like the point of this is just that he's boring people with uh, his flashback. And then the next panel or the next week, we're going to be getting like a completely different person. But I think I'm guessing that Oda's going to continue his sort of more like micro paced uh, storytelling a little bit and give us like two or three weeks with each one, maybe. And we'll get a little funny story about him as a young lad. Yeah, I, I you, you brought up a really good point, actually. I do miss miss that, like, because, uh, yeah, Jinbei's and, and Caribou's are basically just like, you know, they, they don't skip over any sort of information or, you know, they don't. You could don't, almost like lay them out on a page and just read them like a comic or something. Yeah, yeah. They're not A to C like some of the older ones, which is a little disappointing because I think that's part of the, the charm of the old ones. But, you know, uh, you know, let's let's see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. No rush. It's not like we have a new cover story. Anyway, shall we continue on to the actual actual uh, chapter? Yeah, let's begin on our first couple pages with our resident uh, Caesar clown, Casey. Take it away. So yeah, uh, we we start at the peak, a cakey peak, uh, with the with a distant peal of shrill thunder. Shoo ha 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 ha! As he pops out of the mirror with a brulee, uh, firmly strapped in like a backpack. Uh, just don't let them see my face. If they know it's me, I'm dead, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! They already know it's you! Your powers are how these guys are wreaking havoc! And he picks up a huge mirror, and he's lugging it around, and it looks very heavy. <laughs> okay, here's the mirror. It's the key to the Allied Forces' escape. Oh, once this mission is complete, my heart will come back. And once that's done, they'll all pay! Uh, metaphorically, he, 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 Caesar's uh, Caesar's heart will never come back because he's a despicable, despicable man. The piece of he's shit. A he's a boy. trash human. Be. <laughs> beautiful uh, trash. So, he, so on the next page, uh, Caesar creeps into view with a sneak. Mm. <laughs> I love this panel, by the way. I I love his. It's just I just I love his stupid long fingers. I like his stupid long hair. Just. Out of frame. Uh, I also like that his hair is, he, Yes, the hair is the hair was hidden and then it boinks up. Um, <laughs> but what's going on inside? I don't hear any weird screams. So what's Big Mom up to? Uh, and we we hear like a rumbling raw as we see Big Mom from the distance. <sighs> so far so good. Cakes busted. Pack of feral straw hats on the loose, and they smashed the picture of Mother Carmel too. And yet. And we see Luffy picking up the uh, shattered pieces of the frame, not really puzzling out what's happened yet. We go on yep. to the next pages, and that's Alex. Yep. Uh, and he wonders why 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 Big Mom isn't screaming, and we have this really great panel of her just dumbfounded uh, with uh, spirally eyes, and uh, we get a little bit of an audio flashback from the end of last chapter, uh, where Brooke com- uh, is telling Luffy that. Uh, Big Mom is in a confused state, and she doesn't know what to be furious about first, which uh, gives Luffy pause enough to pick up the picture of Mother Carmel and uh, show it to her so we can get on with the uh, with the operation. So uh, Luffy tap, 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 uh, as fast as he can towards Big Mom, and, uh, and Katakuri is on the case. Why are you sabotaging us? <laughs> I imagine him, you know... <laughs> Having hardcore uh, 
Christian Bale Batman syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hear that as him being muffled by all those scarves. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's definitely the guy uh, when it's uh, Mother's Day or Big Mom's birthday. He's the one that does karaoke of Danzig's mother. I, I could see it. <laughs> no, no, he does creep by Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out that panel. Uh, he like is that the first like good shot we have of the back of his jacket with that icon on the back? Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to mention that. It's pretty sweet. It kind of looks like a skull with like sunglasses. Yeah, and everybody has been kind of bringing up seeing his little like stitches or scars on his side. That kind of looks like a stitched together mouth or something. Ah, interesting. So maybe he's just got like a a weird, you know screwed up stitchy mouth underneath all that maybe anyway uh let's see well uh i was trying out a different voice just him being muffled <laughs> but much. as he uh yeah a little bit too much uh you know we we, we experiment on this show sometimes I like uh, we do <laughs> we do we do so uh as he rushes towards uh Bej and uh and Jean Bay, uh, he runs right past Perospero and says, hurry up and shoot them, Brother Peros. And uh, about to, you know, get his nice, cool villain monologue, uh, and he knows it. Perospero says, yeah, I know. Ah, being able to see the future makes such makes a man such a busybody. Of course, he's uh, walking around the table uh, monologuing the shit out of this right at the bin smokes who are all uh, at gunpoint and uh, stuck in the candy that he had provided them uh, in the previous chapter. But in this one situation, I too can read the future. All I see is your pathetic faces and trapped in candy and dying without a struggle. <laughs> there can be no other end. Judge is still, I guess, crying. Yeah, that's what it looks like. He's still in tears. <laughs> Damn it. If only I had my raid suit, you would have not gotten away with this. A raid what? Is that some kind of weapon? You want to sneak weapons into your own son's wedding? Of course, Perispur is taking a sweet-ass time getting rid of him. Let me go over to the next page. And this is Kelly. And we see Sanji in the background fighting a couple of the Charlotte siblings and yelling, run for it, Reiju, which draws her attention towards him. And we've got Yanji going, what's Sanji going on about? Why is he running all over the place? And all of this triggers a inner monologue for Reiju. Sanji, I suppose I overlooked your kind nature. Now you won't even run for it, run for safety and leave us behind. I've lived with my shame and hatred of the Vinspoke name. But now that I've seen you all grown up, I feel like my heart has been redeemed at last. There is still a conscience to be found in our bloodline. Thank you, Sanji. And all the while, you've got Sanji running around and doing battle and basically being smashed into everything <laughs> that, he, that you can find. Um, going to the next page, you've got Beige yelling, you're dead, Katakuri, and just using his gun to fill him full of lead, which I absolutely love this page, seeing all the bullets sticking in him. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's pulling a real Luffy there, he, you know. Bullets really don't hurt is. me. <laughs> he really is, but 
contrary to Luffy, you've got this gross bullet-filled face going on here. Where it's <laughs> yeah. just, oh my gosh, if I, he thought he was muffled before, I can't even imagine how he sounds now. I can only imagine the sound being much grosser than... Oh, yeah. He's, he's a lot goofier than Luffy. And finally... Too much, too we've... much, too much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And finally, I guess it's cl he's clued in that uh, Beige has betrayed them since we've got a you've betrayed us. I would think the bullets would have been enough of an indication, yeah, but think so. yeah. apparently <laughs> not. <laughs> and yeah, so and then so uh, yeah, so he unleashes a mochi kick at Luffy on the next page. And uh, the thing I've, I thought was interesting is the last time we the first time we saw the mochi powers. Maybe it was dramatic shading, or maybe it was like imbued with hockey or something. But it was all black, and I remember kind of thinking like that doesn't really look like mochi. It seems like it should be white, but here, here, in fact, we get uh, white colored mochi, and he's kicking at Luffy, and Luffy's kind of waving the <laughs> the picture shards at him, being like, "You want this?" And um, but Luffy then Pedro doesn't make a good running back. <laughs> Does everyone want this? The ball. <laughs> Also, another thing, uh, weird little art thing um, that I, has been sort of bugging me for a while. It's interesting, the the fact that the picture of Mother Carmel is, like, printed on the solid frame. Yeah. Because, like, paper doesn't shatter, right? So, like, so, I don't know. It's, a, it's an I, interesting technique. I actually wanted to bring that up. Um, it looks like an icon. Mm. You know, yeah, like so a, it's, like, painted directly on... Mm, like, like Mother like, Mary like yeah. catholic uh byzantine style know. oh mm -hmm. i immediately was thinking twitter icon and i was like where are you going with this given what we learn later about mother carmel that might make a lot of sense that it's the all that you have available is just some sort of painting of some kind mm -hmm. yeah like why mm -hmm. know would you flip out about like a photo it's like you could just go to the kinkos and just print more it's no big deal calm down mom <laughs> But uh, so Pedro jumps in, protecting Luffy uh, with a slice and uh, slicing up the uh, mochi and, and uh, Luffy runs on. Oh, and the sound effect is even mochi, I see <laughs> in that <laughs> panel. Um, and uh, Jinbei comes in with a 5,000 brick fist, uh, just blasting apart the mochi uh, with a punch uh, and going through it. And uh, we get more of those mochi mochi sound effects. I love that. I didn't notice that uh, the first time I read this. And um, and then uh, he, I guess, uh, um, Katakuri reforms as a mochi form in front of Luffy and Stay slams puffed. him down. Stay puff marshmallow man. <laughs> yeah, Stay puff mochi mellow man. <laughs> and a thing I really love about this panel where he's slamming um, Luffy down uh, in the Thwud panel is that Oda's drawn in little wiggle lines around the nibs of the the little uh, mochi <laughs> nubbins. So it's like, it's really wiggling. Commence the jiggling. I just think mochi's a really great, like, silly uh, power to give a tough guy. Yeah. Um, this page so, is super hungry. In a, mm. uh, in a, a last-ditch effort, effort uh, Luffy boongs uh, his arms in front of... Uh, uh, Big Mom's face to show her the shards of M Mother Carmel, and her eyes uh, turn back into pupils, and she's got a little uh, nose lantern. Uh, <laughs> and she's horrified, and uh, Katakuri says, "Mama," and um, and and Big Mom herself utters the word "mother," 
and uh, Katakuri, or yeah, Katakuri is like saying, Mama, no. I just had a thought here at the end of this page. Uh, lots of panels that I don't think are necessary. It builds tension, I think, mm-hmm. to kind of, it makes it feel frenetic and stuff. Yeah. I just thought, I'm like, wow, a lot of these panels are uh, condensed, but. I guess it's this is a like, very visual panel heavy chapter yeah. in general. Mm. It's like beat by beat by beat, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So then we go to uh, the next page and uh, Big Mom's inner monologue continues her inner karaoke of mother as she <laughs> begins to cry. Uh, Pero Sparrow uh, notices this. Reju, I don't think she does. I think she's just in, you know, just welcoming the embrace of death here, not aware of what's about to happen. And Mama lets out one big yell, and uh, it's it, I I really like the uh, ink work on this because mm. uh, like mm-hmm. the whole background is done in motion lines just to show like how powerful of a shockwave this is. Yeah, um, we also this have, is no mere no mere conqueror's hockey, and uh, like also these cool little uh, staticky looking effects that almost look like it's like you know, breaking you know, the sound barrier and we pull out for a wider shot and see uh, you know, the yell just really traveling fast. Uh, we see Katakuri getting hit by it. Uh, we see uh, Bej saying, there we go. As, uh, yeah. as, as yeah. this, yeah. The, the plan is finally, uh, pulling off and Luffy is apparently getting hit by the, <laughs> the shockwave of this yell. I'm guessing he doesn't have his earplugs in. Yeah. I think those little lightning bolts do kind of indicate hockey though. Cause it reminds me of when um, Luffy was fighting Donchin Zhao. Mm-hmm. There were those uh, like mm. lightning bolt things. Oh, this is definitely mm. conquerors hockey for sure. Yeah. As well. But it's like completely unhinged. <laughs> yeah. As we'll see in the following pages. I, I actually really like the difference between Luffy and the others on this page. Just It just shows, like, his rubbery texture is just getting obliterated by the sound waves. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not, there's not, like, a bone structure there to hold it together as much. All right. Uh, Jill. All right. And then we can see that um, the reverberations of her hockey and her yell are going across the whole plateau. Um, and party goers are collapsing as you do. With Conqueror's Hockey, um, with an exception, uh, who would be Morgan's, our favorite big bird, who is undoubtedly trying to screech big news, but cannot because <laughs> of the hockey drowning him out. Well, uh, the other, uh, looks like all the other VIPs uh, aren't passing out either. Sure. Yeah, which is probably important. Definitely means that they're no mere just like yeah. heads of the black market. They've got to have some good willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this cool panel of just a, uh, just right in front of Big Mom's face, right into her throat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real Dragon Ball panel. It mm-hmm. is. That's it. I'm firing my laser. I want Nom's <laughs> face. Right Shoot the whoop. <laughs> uh, and uh, while Big Mom is still screaming in the background, we have this fantastic shot of Luffy. Um, Clearly not does not have his earplugs or at least is uh, too close to the epicenter for them to work properly. And he's got like his <laughs> Arlong teeth back on. Well, is this, <laughs> is this Luffy though? 
Isn't the, oh, this is not one of the animals disguised as Luffy? Oh, that's oh. a good question. That's what I thought. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Well, Very he's probably. Not, he, he, no, he's not covered in goop. Though. Yeah. No, you make a good point. I like I like Brooke peeking over there as if to say, oh, my ears, even though I don't have any. <laughs> He's probably fine. He's the MVP. He can't be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He's, got okay. no, he's got no eardrums to rupture. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get close-ups on all of the Vin Smokes. Um, we're all clearly feeling pain. Um and even Reiju uh, is not showing as well as her brothers, but she's she's kind of got that frustration look. Um, and then yeah, we see, obviously, that um, all the rest of the family around the table, or not the family, the Big Mom's family around the table is falling. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to say there. So <laughs> Montdor is not as strong as we thought he would, or well, they did. Because well, he's the, technically the, less strong than Morgan's. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what what is Morgan's power level? Well, Mont, the, see, the thing is, the thing is, Montdor isn't near his precious books. So, <laughs> he's, he's yeah, yeah, maybe if he put two books over his ears, he would have fine. <laughs> Not safe in the magical world of reading. Um, and as we go to the next page, and. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, or the hell his name is, Vito. Uh, <laughs> Vito and Dottie uh, finally bust out of Capone uh, as Jinbei and Pedro uh, uh, put in their earplugs. I forget uh, Veg's stupid name for those. but um, Invisible Symphonia System. Visible Symphonia System. Invisible. Indivisible. Indivisible. And liberty. For which it stands. Sure. <laughs> One nation. Mom is still yelling. But uh, now she's starting to scrape her knees, and one of her daughters—I forget her name. She's the Galette, the butter one, right? Galette, Galette. Jin Runny. Oh wait, no, no. I'm ignoring me. <laughs> Close. The butter one. But she's like, <laughs> "Mama's hurt," and uh, Capone has a big grin on his face, and it's like she's weakened. As uh, him, Vito, and Gotti all grab their, uh, their their rocket launchers with Caesar's gas. Preparing for uh, the uh, coup d'etat, final blow. And we cut to uh, Reiju, who, who's getting her own earplugs popped into her ears by the most adorable chopper panel oh. I could God do. damn it. These two... With a weirdly blank eye expression, though. It's, it's like Terrifying. sort of creepy. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got, he's got little eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Here's great. the thing: was she like, was her eyes closed, and then she feels like a hoof against her face, and she opens her eyes immediately to that face, like an inch away from her? <laughs> I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. I think it's adorable. Yeah, I I thought it was adorable. I didn't see that at all. And then we see a flaming foot shatter <laughs> the uh, the sticky candy coating of imprisonment on the Vin Smokes as it just. Uh, shatters off of Reiju's body uh, Judge continues to cry like a loser like a loser, <laughs> like a little cry baby um, you're and... a loser you feeling sorry for yourself, you big baby and baby want a bottle, a big dirt, big bottle? dirt bottle why are you yelling at me um, <laughs> loser and we pull back on the table seeing like all the candy shatter off of the Vin Smokes and we look up at Sanji 
being cool again. Oh man, oh, yeah. make Sanji time. cool again. This yeah, is... until that table melts into his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and Chopper trying his darndest to be cool as well. <laughs> Chopper's like, I give you the cute face, but I give this guy. Mm. Yeah, wine face, cur, lemon face. This, yeah, it was a great panel. Why do you think I chose mm. this page? It's a great, such a great panel. And Alex, why don't you wrap this one up? So uh, Ichiji is given um, what I am assuming to be the raid suit. Oh, I thought uh, it was just comes... their, their, their favorite mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Gives them a giant mug full of, full of, uh, full of coffee. No, uh, yeah, I, so I'm assuming their raid suits are in these cylinders, and you tap them and they henshin. And, yeah, I'm uh, guessing it's like a wristband or something hmm. that, that you put on and then, yeah, pose. Yeah. Please, pose. Yes. I, um, Morphin time? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm. I'm kind of hoping that uh, that Sanji gets one too. Uh, oh, I think that'd be really fun. Uh, we can I, talk about that. After. I really want to see um, a, a big transformation sequence. Whether oh docking, I want them all to like dock, like <laughs> yeah, like like pirate docking seven. Like right. that's that's what I want. Like high budget animation of them just transforming. Oh, it'd be great. Okay, but whose hand is that? Hand I think it's coming. Nami's. Nami's, I think. Mm, okay. Yeah. Is it? So, yeah, well, it could be. Well, her dialogue at follows is like, all right, the rest is up to you. Thinking that was probably. Yeah. That was probably her and uh, possibly Carrot. Yeah. Not that they can hear me. Uh, <laughs> and Carrot, uh, you know, Nami's got her cool new clean uh, attack at the ready. Um, while. Carrot brandishes, brandishes her electro boxing gloves. Uh, next uh, next panel is Smoothie, who we haven't seen in a while, uh, noticing what's going on, and she says, "Hey, someone stop bedging his men! You dirty traitors!" Uh, Mom is still still screaming. She's screaming, and uh, Edge and and his uh, and his gang. All point their rocket launchers at, at Big Mom and That's probably where he got his name from. Veg says, Yep. See you in hell, Big Mom. Oh, I missed that voice. Mm. That voice missed you too, Steve. <laughs> uh, so uh we were then treated to a um a little bit of Mama looking at the photo of Mother Carmel. And uh, there's this really cool. Um, I like. I am. I can. I love what was done with the panels here because I can kind of see it happening, where um, she's saying "mother" and then she's sort of like uh, the the picture sort of reassembles itself back to the visage of um, Mother Carmel. Um, I thought this was a really really cool effect. Very very like cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in tears, uh, we hear uh, nobody will hear me out. Hey, Mother, where did you go? And we see a, a close-up of Mother Carmel's face. And uh, we see her walking away, and it looks like she's wearing, um, like, a we call it a habit. She's wearing, like, a habit uh, and a veil, something, sort of like a, like a nun or, um, or someone who works in a, uh, not, not coven, what's the other one? Convent. God damn it, those words are too close nunnery. to each other. A nunnery, yes. Um, where did you go? Why did you just up and vanish? And 
we get an Oda box. 63 years ago in the New World. Elbaf. Mother, 60 years ago you walked away. <laughs> Tell jewelry Bonnie theorists not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother. <laughs> Mother! Not about to cake or life. But if you want to be my homie, I can show you what it's like. New World, Elbaf. Jeez, <laughs> uh, Casey, if you already thought you were a shoe in to stay on the show with the Caesar Clown voice, that just that just upped your stock, buddy. And of course, that's uh, that's Katakuri uh, singing that. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, he is totally like Danzig. <laughs> totally Danzig. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Wolverine comic books sing about my mother. <laughs> so that's uh, the end of the chapter. Uh, well, after that fantastic uh, rendition uh, of Casey, holy shit, this was an ending I did not see coming. Oh, uh, Oda, you and your cliffhangers, you son of a bitch. Hell of a cliffhanger. I I think my jaw kind of dropped when I saw this last page. I Does it look like a tree is coming out of Elbaf? Like a giant tree? Or is it a mountain? Uh, or... I, you see that? Like a huge jassel? Say, yeah, actually, you, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say tree. Oh, you know what? And I forgot that the prince is named Loki. Uh, so there's probably some Norse. Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be all Norse up in there. Well, especially because again, Big Mom is an opera woman. It's true. So true. you're gonna get you're gonna get like that Richard Wagner stuff going on. I think. Oh, you're right. She's not screaming. She's just singing. Ooh, it's not over till the fat lady sings, as they uh, say. I just this is monumental because we're finally going to see Elbaf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do we want to go around the horn? Sure. Um, man, where to start? Uh, Casey, because you're just... You're, you're MVP. Um, yeah, right no. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, thank you. Uh, I, I agree. This is a... I actually really like this chapter because it's so visual. It's not very heavy on exposition. Uh, it's not really heavy on dialogue. It is just a purely visual display of Big Mom's powers and weaknesses at the same time, which is kind of fascinating. I mean, you get her humongous scream, but it's also, you know, she's also sitting on her bloody knees and uh, completely losing her mind over this very personal, intimate moment. Um, So, yeah, I agree. I think that uh, the biggest page in this really is that final page. Uh, it's just very well done as far as the layout goes, as far as the uh, the cinematic styling, as you said, uh, just the simple storytelling. I really love that panel of um, Mother Carmel's back and the second to last panel, mm-hmm. uh, just because it, it feels like that. that it, like you don't even need to be told. That's probably the last thing Big Mom remembers of seeing of her to just get that impression. Uh, it's, it's really good stuff. I'm, I'm very curious, uh, to see what the flashback is going to hold. I know that we're taking, it's, it's off next week. Uh, so we're all going to be, you know, held in suspense here for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. Hell of a tease, but, uh, yeah, great chapter. I have no complaints. Um, uh, Jill, what what do you think of this chapter? Yeah. I mean, I liked it. It's very, uh, very uh frantic chapter um which was interspersed with these big double page spreads um that were just really stunning i really like the one where big mom finally lets out the scream the um like uh 
I don't remember who said it, but the shocks that Oda makes to kind of denote Conqueror's hockey, I think is a really cool effect. Um, and I mean, what more can I say when we're going to Elbaf? I'm so excited. Uh, we've been waiting this for so long. I mean, honestly, since Usopp declared it was his dream to go, I've always been super interested. So I'm uh, really excited um, for two weeks. Definitely uh, a longer wait than Fishman Island, for sure. Um, <laughs> Joey? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what's remarkable to me about that last page, this is like not even the last page, not even the last panel, but just the last word of the chapter is the thing that really makes you be like, oh, man, because like it was already exciting that we were going to like be going into a Big Mom flashback, but then to like drop Elbaf in, it was like, I feel like that hasn't really the last time I can think of something like that was when uh, the the chapter before Luffy transforms to gear four and, and the last panel is like gear four and you're just like, ah, oh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very, very, very exciting and very good uh, use of um, um, how, how he, uh, you know, kind of sp- uh, spread out that last few moments of the chapter um, yeah, I definitely agree with Casey. A thing that was really exciting about this was it was a good chance for Oda to just kind of like uh, show off what he can do with visual storytelling. And uh, the art looks great. Like they definitely like he and his assistants uh, made sure that since you're going to be looking at the pictures extra hard, like I feel like they're stronger than ever, you know, Um like, oh, man, that panel where she's screaming and, and the background effects and stuff is really great. And we get a really cool panel of Sanji uh, and cool moment of Sanji uh, breaking that candy and stuff and and looking really great. Um, um, and yeah, yeah. So I, I overall, I, I really like this chapter. It's kind of one that I don't think uh, will like stand out so much in the long run, but it's it was like a blast to read and. Uh, has a lot of really great things going for it. Kelly, what say you? So I also loved the chapter. Obviously, the Sanji panel was a highlight for me, which is probably no surprise. Um, but having the Elbaf mention at the tail end was just an extra added bonus. Um, I loved the full page spreads. The crackling reminded me a little bit of Whitebeard's power where he would sort of just break the air. So I thought that was really neat looking. Um, One of the things that really stood out to me is if Sanji never bothers to even interact with the Vinsmokes for the rest of this, you know, arc, for example, I feel like that was enough closure for me. You know, he won. He didn't have to do anything. That stare down and him standing on the table to me was was kind of an interesting way to get closure without necessarily doing the same thing and beating someone up. If it happens, totally fine with that too. But if that's how they sort of stop his interaction with Judge, I, I don't really necessarily think I have a problem with it. And I'm really, really hoping that we get to see Nami and Carrot actually fight. Yes. Amen. I'd say, it's about time. I, oh, you're talking individual fights. I just want to see them do something in a battle. I want to see some good sequences. I mean, we got a little bit of that with Nami uh, earlier in the forest, but I, I would love to see them actually do a couple great things. She's got this new weapon. I don't feel like she's really had a chance to use it a whole lot. I guess I see it going uh, the route of like Fishman Island, you know, her just finding a bunch of randos. Uh... Probably. I can hope, well, though. This is, this is a rare well, arc, though, where we do have a lot of female villains, not just main, but like 
side key villains. So Absolutely. There's Not only that, but most of the randos are knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's also true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> they can't just yeah. take care of uh, the the Muso randos. So smoothies, but, uh, smoothie and pudding are both left. Smoothie Assuming. has to fight Brooke. there's too much setup there you you can't not do that brooke's head brooke's head's still detached right yeah he's still rolling around like a tumbleweed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, kind of building off of what you were saying about that this being a you know uh somewhat satisfying um moment with sanji and his family i think i've been i was looking at the panel as you were saying that and i think that one of the things that really works is his position standing up above his family and looking down on them. And it really does kind of give you that sort of metaphorical uh, uh, feeling that he, he's above them, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's, that's with, really great. Especially with judge already crying. Like mm-hmm. that's great. And even Niji looks pretty defeated. His head's down. Also in that big panel of, of uh, judge, crying you can see the tips of some of his little eyebrows and they are not curling which is a disappointment to me oh, which panel but, uh, is that uh, above the sanji panel okay. it, the very edges of his eyebrows might still curl but i wanted like lots of little curls <laughs> and uh that's that's apparently not I what we're that's getting still left to be determined uh, <laughs> yeah that's up in the air i think maybe that's only when he's not crying right <laughs> he's real stressed so they straightened out Alex, what do you think of the chapter? Yeah, echoing everybody else's sentiments, I loved it. Um, the cliffhanger, of course, is great. Um, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Oda has in store for us when it comes to Elbaf. Uh, I, I mean, I hope this isn't like Fishman Island where it's been talked up so much that you know we finally see it and it's a big letdown. But the fact that it looks like we have a Yggdrasil uh, nod in there. And that the prince is named Loki. I think we're going to see some really cool, like uh, like you guys mentioned, Norse stuff, um, and maybe a lot of stuff that's a nod to you know the uh, you know what uh, what inspired One Piece, Vicky the Viking, mm-hmm. um, which was you know Oda's, Oda's uh, favorite uh, cartoon as a child. So um, I think we're going to see a little bit of that. Now, the one thing that about this flashback that is going to keep me on my toes is a couple chapters ago when uh you know one of the guests asked about mother carmel and big mom says uh don't tamper with my memories or something like that mm-hmm. or or like uh you know she explicitly mentions her memories so i feel like pudding might have fucked with her head like i think there's going to be something in this flashback that isn't quite right like and and maybe maybe that's why mother carmel vanished like, or maybe she wasn't there to begin with. I don't know. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot like on my mind about that because Pudding's that, role. That would be in, very interesting for Oda to just do a straightforward flashback that some of it is not true. Yeah. You know, to still draw it out and have us read it and then to later uh, reveal that to be untrue would be a really interesting move. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can hear Sam screaming at you. From like, well, it's his, a good thing he's not house. on the show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but like, I, I know, I know, he's of the mind that he definitely doesn't want there to be any implication that Big Mom is not a bad person. But even then, I don't think that having her memory altered in some way would imply that she's also not an abusive, terrible woman. Yeah, but yeah. 
brought up yet is, uh, well, I think we'll talk about it piece together. I know a lot of people ask us that question. But, yeah, I'm waiting for some payoff with with Pudding's uh, yep. abilities. Uh, mm. I, I really thought, like, if she did mess with Big Mom's uh, memories, we would have had some hints to that before we would have gotten to, like, the traditional flashback. But who knows? You don't need that. Oh, Oda might be trying something new. I just... If, you don't need hints. If, if her purpose for having that devil fruit ability was just to cover her ass with Reiju finding out, like if her, <laughs> if, if her abilities were just a plot device for Sanji to find out she was a heel, I'll, I'd be really disappointed. Those, yeah, I am. Um, those powers I was, are I was, too good. I was tweeting about the payoff of, of Leo's devil fruit ability in Dressrosa and how it was completely wasted on something as trivial as stitching Law's arm back together. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I like Pudding's power. There is there has got to be more to it than just what we saw earlier. So um, I kind of see it as the escape using her power for escape for the Straw Hats. Uh, how do you mean? Like so, let's say she's grateful to Sanji at the tail end, and if Mama doesn't get completely defeated, or the you know the siblings might want vengeance, she could theoretically modify their memories so that the Straw Hats can get away without them remembering that they were there mm-hmm. like they I were never I've actually there. been worried about that outcome because i really don't want that to be what we go with i don't necessarily want it either but that's kind of where i'm thinking that might go with her power because i'm not even sure if she's conscious right now i'm not sure like what the deal is with her yeah that's that's it, this is where it's gonna this arc is gonna start to get tricky for me just because of of what oda has done so far with pudding um like, I think that she's a wonderful villain, and I think that she needs to keep being the villain. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I think that she's, like, who's to say how many minds, you know, she's edited over the course of or the last couple of years? Uh, even the stuff with Lola, you know, um, like maybe erasing all, all of, you know, Lola's abusive memories about Big Mom. I don't know. It's It's too early to say, but... I'm going to be on the lookout during this flashback for anything that seems uh, out of the ordinary or off. Well, this, um, this is the place to do it. And uh, one last thing before I, I cede the rest of the time over to Steve. Um, uh, I mentioned this uh, briefly when we were recapping, but I, I'm really, 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 really happy that the Vinsmokes have their raid suits because I, since the very start of this arc, I wanted to see some Sentai action. And they they've got to do something like completely balls to the wall ridiculous. They and I was actually thinking, no. Well, see, I was also thinking about this, right? So it's a classic Sentai trope to have the sixth like special like member, like the sixth like special ranger. Um, and you know, initially I didn't think about that because you know everybody's got their naming conventions, and you know when we're if we're going by the color coordination thing, then Sanji would be the yellow ranger, right? I, who um, knows? Because honestly, they. At least now with the anime, like with the clothes that Sanji's wearing uh, pre-wedding, like he's wearing like a red, you know, like cloak, cape. And I'm like, no, no, no. But he's, but look, he's he's at a wedding, so he's obviously wearing white. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking was that Judge was actually part of the original five Rangers, and Sanji's the secret White Ranger. Uh, this is just a crackpot, dumb theory, but uh, I was well, thinking about this. So I, I really, know. I really want them to form a Zord with a popped collar <laughs> and like a <laughs> shoulder cape. 
Yeah, it's just like a, a giant version of a something. <laughs> I like that. Give anyway, that's you run for his money. That's all I've got to say. Um, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be back on the podcast. I've gone a long time uh, not being able to discuss this arc with uh, all you guys and Zach and Ed and the rest. Uh, but this was a hell of a chapter to come back to. Uh, Joey was right. It wasn't a whole lot of exposition, uh, a whole lot of action. I'm sorry. I have to admit, I don't know if that was Joey or Casey that said that. All of you said that. No. We're all cool guys here. Everyone just has the same opinions. <laughs> uh, I I thought this was great. I know the action was kind of a little hard to follow in some of the previous chapters. Uh, I guess uh, that's what happens when you have so many people in one place and everyone's pretty strong or has crazy devil fruit powers. Uh, I, I'm enjoying the ridiculousness of, uh, of you know Katakuri having mochi powers. It doesn't fit his uh, his aesthetic and. Uh, it's great. Uh, but I was just really blown away by the end of this chapter. I, I honestly did not think we were going into a flashback, uh, especially not going to Elbath. I, I thought that was more like, a, hey, remember Elbath? Ooh, we're tying that in. I honestly think, uh, I'm just going to throw this out here, like just crazy uh, theory that um, if, if Mother Carmel's indeed, you know, the mother of Big Mom, I get the feeling that Big Mom is uh, is a half giant, uh, and maybe, Possibly. and I guess you know, I... there's just a rift between you know the giants and Big Mom, and Big Mom's like, ah, oh, it's just the only thing we don't have in my family is just pure giant. I'm only a half giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I Oh, oh go ahead, Jill. Jill. I think. Um, I don't know if anyone's brought it up, um, but I just realized that um, it says 68 years ago. Um, or 63 Three. years ago. 63. So Big Mom was five. Yeah. So yeah, I think young. with, with uh, Mother Carmel having the nun uh, imagery, she's probably in charge of an orphanage, and yeah. Big Mom is an orphan. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like a giant orphan. Great point. Yeah, that, that would well, be well, a hold title on. with a nun. Hold on, though. Mother. Do you mean orphan as in one with, with no parents, or orphan as in frequently? Okay, what? nobody gets that. That's a Pirates of Penzance reference. Nope. <laughs> Which you think would you know, be Orphan. our sort of thing. Pirates. Uh, yeah, references. I think Mother Carmel's going to sound like Whoopi Goldberg. Let's not make that happen, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us are up to the task. No. Mother Carmel, back in the habit. I'm so foolish to think anyone would want to hear a One Piece character voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Hey! No, I I think I would love that. I just don't want any of us to be the one to try it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this flashback because I think we're just... Most of the characters we're going to be introduced to are all new characters. Uh, I only... Really, I only expect Big Mom being the only character we know of besides Mother Carmel to be in this. Uh, this I'm excited for... uh the character designs like it we're, we're get like what a treat right like mm-hmm. we already have like what is probably oda's most uh ridiculous creative endeavor to date within whole cake island and then within that we're going to be getting more world building it's a completely like, different that's a, aesthetic too <laughs> yeah that's exciting to me it's it's it's, it's, it's it, it almost feels like we're taking well you know we kind of are taking a break 
but you know, yeah. doing something radically different. But I'm kind of, I'm all for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I honestly think this arc has been paced really well once we got out of the seducing woods. Uh, it's, I'm, Boy, it's, howdy. Yeah, I'm excited. And then again, I've been a long-term One Piece fan, so we've known Avel Bath since Little Garden. So this was a uh, lot of build-up, and finally, finally we get to see a little bit more. And just, I hope it lives up to the hype. But then again, yeah, I, d- I, I don't know what my expectations are. I'm just excited to see it. Um, I want to say, too, uh, since it's the last thing we see before the flashback starts, I, I still have a strong feeling that the RX launcher is going to be something that we're not meant to see as a good thing. Uh, Caesar's inventions. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's going to become a complication in some way, or at the very least something, that's, uh, something that a major character will try to prevent or suffer consequences from. Well, actually, uh, it, it's great you mentioned that. Uh, I don't remember if I brought this up on any of the episodes that I was on recently, which have been few and far between, but uh, Reiju is Chekhov's gun. Um, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the arc, she sucked out poison from Luffy. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Other than somebody's going to get poison, and she's going and she's going to have to suck the poison out. Oh. Yeah. And how and how toxic is this compared to what she can handle? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's a devil fruit, let's say that she can probably handle any poison, right? It's just more delicious yeah. the more poison it is. Poisonous it is. Wow. You know, and like you know, uh, the Vince smokes have finally been showing up in the anime, and you know, I was watching Reiju's debut again, and I was thinking like, how is this going to come into play? And I just never thought of these stupid RX launchers. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's that's great. I love that. Um, it all, it's all and, you know, I, I am. I'm going to say too. I am glad they le- they didn't leave it up to chance by letting Caesar hold any of them, because that, <laughs> that was how I had assumed he was going to screw it up. Was that he was accidentally going to shoot the wrong crowd or something? Oh yeah. Oh, I act the bachelorette party. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why a bachelorette party would be taking place the same day as the wedding. Um, but if yeah. No one has anything else to add. I'd say we move on to our monstrous size or or giant sized, if you will, piece together segment. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we piece the tweet at night. We go where P comes there. I ain't no Yonko Shichi guy. Let's piece together, babe and babe. that was amazing casey thank you welcome to the piece together segment where you send in your questions comments your theories and we'll uh we'll do a little dancing intro to introduce them and then answer them of course uh we got a couple emails here i'll start our first is from liam tasker and he says hi opp with the anime having reached the year of sanji material do you think we'll get an episode of sanji anime special covering the baratier arc like the nami special covering the arlong arc in the near future I think it would have to wait until at least Sanji's backstory is animated, the new one, because I would think they would combine it. Yeah, they definitely would do that. Mm-hmm. Baratia right. itself isn't, like, it's not going to warrant, like, its own special unless there is supplemental material, which is something that they kind of do anyway whenever they make a you know, episode of blank. It's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's easier to do a special on Baratia than it would have been... Uh... Our long arc, or you know, the entire Water Seven Indies lobby thing. Uh, Oof. 
I I never even saw that one, but I think it's rough. I'm sure it is. I I I don't like super detailed looking One Piece animation. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. Like One Piece shouldn't look so over rendered. There shouldn't like shiny, shiny. There shouldn't be too much detail in like folds in the clothing and all that. It's just not what One Piece is. Uh, Did you not see the Arlong one? I did see the Arlong one. I like that one. It was fine. I just think it didn't hit the beats that the original episodes did. But kind of, I don't know, that's also the first thing you saw. But you don't have Overtaken playing when the Straw Hats march to Arlong Park. So it's like, you what's, don't. what's the point? There's also like, I don't know, my, my big problem with those is that you still can't show them to someone who's never seen One Piece before because they still need context. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's, I, I think Toy is just like, eh, what the hell, why not do this? Uh, I, I, I don't think they're meant to really bring in new people. It's just more like a treat. Anyway, so this is the Piece Together segment. Yes. I just thought we should discuss that. But, uh, oh, yeah. Would they? I could see it happening. Uh, how many do... Well, now it's... it's it, I think we still only get one special per year, right? And it seems... Uh, like a winter special and a summer special? I, I thought think it was two. I thought we we had been getting, like, an episode of and a completely new Well, last year special. We, had, we had Nebulanda and then... And Heart of Gold. Oh, Heart of Gold yeah. was here in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, yeah. Then, yeah, we might be... Yep. Might be due a Sanji special this summer. Who knows? Uh, I'm up for anything. Uh, the generals are due. And our next one, uh, not so much a question, but I thought this deserved a plug. This is from Daniel Vanyard. He says, OPP crew, just wanted to fill uh, in all your listeners on the status of the One Piece panel, photo shoot, and One Piece clip notes panels at Anime North, if you guys are happy to go to that convention in Canada. Uh, the One Piece clip notes panel is for newcomers to the series who are intimidated about the length of the manga and anime. It will be spoilerific due to the panelists summarizing the important parts of each arc in about two to three minutes. It will be Friday, May 26th at 9 p.m. Uh, the One Piece panel uh, doesn't have um, it does now has a confirmed time of Saturday, May 27th at 11:30 a.m. Uh, they'll be covering news, anime, and manga recaps, and our coveted trivia questions with tons of OP prizes. Sounds familiar. I'm just fine. I'm not. Uh, the One Piece photo shoot will be at 4 p.m. on Saturday, May 27th. Uh, same day as the panel. We'll also have an amazing turnout for this. and uh, We always have a, an amazing turnout for this. And can't wait to see what cosplay fans wear. Uh, we're hoping to see uh, like that. Uh, thanks for all your hard work. Inspiring me to bring others in the series at Anime North and up here in the Great White North. Eh? Uh, thanks, Daniel. I, I believe he Daniel might be the guy that always uh, asks if we're going to Anime North. And sadly, we always have to tell him. No, we are not. <laughs> so but he had are. to make his own dang panels. <laughs> yes, yes. This <laughs> well, is true. That's not bad. I mean, yeah, see, the, the problem with that is that um, conventions are kind of tough for us to go to unless, um, you know, unless the convention covers a certain portion for us. Uh, if they cover lodging, then it's easier for us to go there. Like if they cover, you know, uh, if they cover travel, that would be great. Um but with the case of something like Anime North, uh, you know, we'd all have to get passports if we don't already have them. So uh, there's a lot of logistics in play there. There was a con I, I was interested in back when I was living on the East Coast, but now living on the West Coast, it's a lot harder going to conventions, especially if I'm working. Uh, yeah. The time zone difference. It's, it's 
crazy. Uh, and I also forgot uh, Ben Wild uh, emailed us uh, the correct answers to the trivia questions he sent us uh, weeks back. I don't think Zach covered this. I, I think this is a new email. Um, so I would just, even though I think everyone that was on that episode isn't here, were any of you guys on that episode? Were you I, I, questions? I, I was, was on that episode. Okay, Casey. Mm-hmm. So he has something on the line here. So let me go through those questions and answers real quick. Uh, question one was title of episode 400 of the One Piece podcast. The correct answer was the year of Spam G. Uh, second question was name of the new <laughs> I was on that one. Yes. We all were. Although, no, we all were. I wasn't. The name of the Navy officer that tried to save Nami's hometown from Arlong. That was Commodore Purin Purin. Uh, pudding Pudding. Pudding Pudding. pudding. Sorry, I announced that. I pronounced that very American. Uh, in the Funimation release of... Uh, in the Funimation dub, what island did Usopp utter stuck in a dungeon? Stuck in a dungeon. And the correct answer was Drum Island, which I didn't even guess. I would have said... Uh, I think I, I thought the same thing as the other guys on the episode. Uh, I would have said uh, the G8 island. What is the first zombie we see on Thriller Bark? The correct answer was Cerberus. I can't forget. I forget if you guys went with Cerberus oh, yeah. or with... I think it was mentioned. I remember I was thinking that that was the right one, and I think somebody on the show... I think I did. Yeah, sure. I, that sounds right to me, Kelly. I, you, I think you did. and But it was the kind of thing where everybody was like, was it this one? Was it this one? And I don't know if you really ever settled on anything. I think you guys I think went to Hildon. Yeah, I think you guys might have gone with Hildon. Mm. Not the old man who they thought was a zombie. <laughs> he doesn't count. That's a trick question. I um, love that gag so much. The next question was the group of characters that have number based names other than the Vinsmokes, and that is the uh, the mermaid quintuplets. Uh, oh, yeah. I forget their names, but they're and based off. We of also that. said Baroque works, which is still true. Oh, yeah. That is true. Yeah. I, names. I, when I was listening to that uh, episode, I was thinking both yeah, the quintuplets and the Baroque works. And the last question was, what is Rosadante's Navy code, which I think this was impossible to, for anyone to guess, but it was 01746. Okay, so there is a way to do it, but you do have to know Japanese, and I don't. So I, I looked it up later because I didn't know. And so apparently the numbers, when written backwards, uh, are a Japanese pun for his name. Wow. <laughs> it's it's Roshi-na-ten. Oh my god! Holy shit! That's amazing. That's really cool. We didn't. Wow. Even, we didn't even need Steven on this episode to find. I don't that. think we've <laughs> ever covered that, huh? Yeah, that's cool. I hadn't heard that before. That's neat. That feels like something Greg would know. Yeah, probably. But anyway, yeah. we got. Seems like. Oops, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, it seems like any time that there's numbers and there's a joke behind them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We gotta be skeptical. <laughs> Greg sneezes. Like, huh. <laughs> well, anyway, we got three of those rights, so we'll be getting $60 donated to the podcast. So thank you so much, Ben. Uh, this is always fun. Uh, it's a shame I missed out this year. I think last year we got every question right. So uh, looking forward to playing this the following year. And that's it for emails. So let's go to the Reddit. And ooh, Ready? We, got, we got a lot of questions on Reddit. Ready to. <laughs> Uh, don't think we'll get to all of them, so if your your question wasn't answered, I do apologize. But uh, got to finish this in a timely fashion. But our first one is, and this one is going to be from A Dutchie. Let's take a guess and say that's how you pronounce it. 
Uh, hey, OPP, quick place bets on how long this flashback will be. My bet is only two chapters. How about you? Also, do you think that Brooke uses some form of observation hockey to see and hear, as he has no eyes or ears? This could explain why he doesn't need earplugs. Mm. Uh, Brooke's a talking skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Devil fruit. Brooke doesn't... It- Brooke doesn't uh, make any sense. Uh, every time I'd rather his powers be ex- ectoplasmic than hockey. <laughs> a wizard did it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> spooky ghosts, ectoplasm everywhere. It's like every time I ride Pirates of the Caribbean and I look at that skeleton that's drinking the bottle of wine, it's just going right through him. I just always think of Brooke, and I always have the same thought of, oh, Brooke makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Uh, but for the length of the flashback, uh, I'll say a good three chapters. Well, let's go around. I'm going to say around. three. Uh, Alex? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, Joey? My gut says three as well. Uh, Kelly? Three. Jill? Three and a half. Casey? You know, I'm going to go four. This is if this oh. were doing Price is Right rules here. Okay. <laughs> I would like I would like it to be a good meaty one though. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I feel like this arc, like pacing wise, has already been pretty good. And and I, I don't know, I'd hate for anything to really slow it down too much. Uh whatever Oda's been doing the long flashbacks, they've been like close to a whole volume long. So uh I'd rather I'd rather this one not be as long as even uh uh Rocinante's. Um, which I think was a pretty good. I think it was like a good five chapters that one, right? I I think this will depend on how much he actually wants to reveal about Elbath. Mm. Mm-hmm. True. Like if we're going to be going there at some point, then you know, don't this could set up some stuff little... for the future too. Yeah. yeah, we we could see a lot of stuff hidden in shadows or obscured off panel. Not not to mention what I mentioned uh, at the end of the. The Mogary cap, if you know parts of this flashback are indeed fabricated by by pudding, uh, then it might not be worth it to have such a long flashback if if a lot of it's not uh, truth. Okay, all right. Our next question is from Poke Lupe Two. He says, "Hey, OPP. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to assume gender. I think just a Lupe. Uh, do you believe every member of the Straw Hats will awaken some form of hockey? And which form would you want for each member?" It's hard for me to say. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's important for every straw hat to have it. But no. on the other hand, they are in the new world, mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like in order to be powerful, you have to have some kind of hockey just to be able to fight. Mm-hmm. Nami is definitely getting observation hockey. That's yes, it's a no brainer. If, if she doesn't already have it, latently. What about Chopper? You know how Chopper does like the scope thing. Oh. When's the last time he did that? I was thinking observation hockey would be helpful for like medical stuff too. He could just like look at someone mm-hmm. and see something wrong with them. Armament for Robin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you got it. Frankie is an interesting one, though. I, I'm you know what I want? What I want Frankie to have uh, conquer of the king <laughs> or or Clara of the conquer, whatever the the fuck we're calling it, King's hockey. I want him to have that. Uh, also, because nobody ever brings this back up, but uh, Zanbai at, at you know in Water Seven mentions that his father was a famous pirate or a great pirate or something like that. 
So I, I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, that's hereditary or something. And I think it'd be interesting. If it's hereditary, um, do you think any of Big Mom's kids will have it? Good question. Who knows? Uh, I... I'll be honest, I'm not wild about the hockey concept. And this kind of goes back to like what we were talking about with Brooke, where Brooke just is. I kind of liked when some of these things just were. And I know that like it's the sort of the nature of Shonen Jump stuff and up in particular to have to have like systems that explain how this stuff works, you know, like Hunter Hunters and Nin and everything. But like I just kind of liked when some of these powers were just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunter Hunter is the the most excessive in regards to explaining every <laughs> single rule of every single fight. Yeah. Remember, if, like if some every... fights are just like eight pages of exposition about how this one move that lasted ten seconds worked. Right, it's... and every single arc he sets up a whole new set of rules for the entire series. Oh god, yeah. the video game rules. Hockey is. It's of... really. Sorry, you were saying, Casey? No. Oh, uh, you go ahead. Okay. Oh, hockey is the force of One Piece. That's your answer to it. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I get silliness like, is also the force. Yeah i i get uh, I get where where you're coming from, Casey, and I, I agree with you in a way. Like um, Nami, Nami's weather abilities, like her her knack for the weather, I do like to chalk that up as just instinct. But like now, it's really hard for me not to think like maybe it's hockey. I don't know. Like, I, I, it, I it's like... just nice to think of it as like that's her talent because she yes. worked so hard at it, and not just like it's not like midichlorians or something, you know? No, I, I get that. The thing, uh, but I want, mm, I wonder though because so her navigational skills are what she worked hard at, but like she has this really weird knack for like you know feeling out the weather, you know, like, and I feel like that's. It's it's too it's too weird to be like a thing that uh, although she did study weather at you know in weather area so I don't know I'm I'm thinking out loud here uh, <laughs> yeah I can't think of a case <laughs> for it really um, it, yeah I hope it's, it's fine it's just not my favorite thing I know I, I I feel you I think in the end we're lucky that hockey isn't like like we were talking about Hunter Hunter it's relatively simplistic for like anime like magic powers you can punch things with one you can sense things with another and you can like knock other people out if we get too into detail about like oh but using this against this causes this effect then it gets annoying i think we're all right with it yeah and there's no secret fourth hockey either (laughs) yeah as long as he doesn't double down on the rule (laughs) yeah no yeah you're, you're absolutely right we don't we don't want to get get bogged down in, in rules case. That's that's true. This is this is a series about pirates being free. If we have a lot of rules to explain how they have to operate, that kind of defeats the purpose a little bit. That's true. All right. Uh, I think this question is just appropriate because we have Alex here, our host of the uh, of our our one musical segment we do from time to time. Uh, this is from Jojo Hunter. Hi, OPP. Do you think the One Piece OST Golden Odin is a reference to Goldie Roger and Odin of Wano? Also, how do you... Well, no, let's let's answer that first question. I can, I can tell you that it's not, yes. uh, and here's why. Um, so that track is from the first music and song collection, a.k.a. the first One Piece movie soundtrack. Yes. 
and uh, they stop at an Odin shop and like a, a seafaring Odin shop and um, and they talk about uh, Wunan's treasure, which is gold. So that's what it is. It's literally gold and literally Odin. Yeah, like Odin. Sorry, not like yeah. yeah so that's, that's that's thinking too far ahead. It's like thinking like, hey, the sun's called Overtaken. Is that yeah. mean, like Luffy's gonna take over the new world? Yeah, it's it's literally quite literal. Yeah. Like uh, like one of the songs on that on that CD is called uh, "Gomu Gomu versus Goe Goe," and um, that is a you know the Goe Goe fruit is like a, a screaming like fruit that was invented specifically for that movie, and I I don't know why people won't read into that so. Yeah, he sh- that guy shouldn't have ate that fruit. Should just wait it out because then hockey would just explain his powers. Yeah. <laughs> now he also asked, "How do you how do you deal with people who say anime is for children? Keep up the good work." Um. um well, I it agree. is. <laughs> it is for children. Yeah. You just don't talk it. about anime to those people anymore. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's for kids, pretty but simple. Anime is for adults too. It's like it's. I think it's like it, for those people that are saying it's for children, they're probably just stupid people who are just set in their ways and think that. People have to live a certain way and like certain things, and like most people are just have tunnel vision. And I don't know, you'll have ne- to roam. Next time somebody tells you that anime is for children, uh, show them Wicked City. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. A you pinnacle of true art for a, a mature adults. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All the blockbuster films are superheroes. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, exactly. That's just dumb. And you wait long enough, and yeah. then all of a sudden, like, everything you liked as a kid becomes cool because it's all, like, retro and nostalgic. And, and then they just, like, sell them the t-shirts on Hot Topic and all that crap. I think it's too, like, it, it depends on who says it. Like, if it's a family member that you live with, eventually you're going to be able to not live around those people anymore. And, like, <laughs> they won't be able to bring it up. And you can just not talk to them about anime again. Like, it's it's fine. And if it's somebody, and, and like, otherwise, there's a lot of people who are closet fans of things that have to put things down just to, I don't know, like, bury some part of themselves. Or there's just people who don't aren't into what you're into, and they're going to be jerks about it. And again, like the family, you can gradually distance yourself from those people or just talk about other topics. It, I, you know, I, I understand that frustration all too well, uh, but there's just going to be people in your life who are not going to be in, into what you're into. And you just have to navigate what the topics of conversation should be with those people for as long as you have to deal with them. Yeah, like if your uncle is like, why do you watch anime? That's for kids. Well, like, well, why do you get mad at football? Every week, mm-hmm. when there's it's football, Just calm down. It's yeah. football, guy. It's a bunch of people getting concussions for your entertainment. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. There you go. Uh, our, our ain't, next, ain't nothing smart about that. Our next question: Every hobby is someone's irrational time waster. Yes, there you go. Agreed. Casey made a lot of good points. Uh, our next question comes from Weekend at Wanzes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I would not watch that movie. I would. I sat through film gold twice. I could sit through that. Twice. You're 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 implying that film gold was bad if I say that. <laughs> because Wanze's in it. <laughs> oh I'm For sorry, I say, oh I said film gold. I meant heart of gold. I'm sorry. Heart of gold. Oh, oh okay, that makes more sense. Heart of gold. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, it's awful. Don't do it. Wanze's not in that one. <laughs> uh, they ask if the Straw Hats were cast in the movie Clue who would be Tim Curry who would be Christopher Lloyd I've never seen Clue 
<laughs> really? It's basically like the board game. Um, there's, so there's Colonel Mustard, Mrs. I, Peacock. Yeah, I, I know Mrs. that, but I don't know. I just thought this person had a great name. What? <laughs> Which straw hat is the most Tim Curry? Who's the most Tim Curry? Um... Uh, well, I mean, there's Brooke. even cop, no, which is not a straw Brooke. hat. But... Brooke is the most. Yeah, Brooke. I I suppose. Uh, Usopp would be the most Christopher Lloyd. I'd say. I could see can him. I just like? No, you guys. It's it wouldn't even be a straw hat. It's it's Caesar. Like Caesar <laughs> will play the Tim Curry character if there was like it's Caesar. And like. Caesar is the butler. And Christopher Lloyd is a yeah, Caesar, Caesar and Tim Curry make a lot of the same faces. Yeah. Like at I could, the end of One Piece, Caesar looks back at the camera and says, I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> Casey, how, how you do I? Hope you met my handyman. Casey, how come your how come your Caesar clown doesn't sound like Tim Curry? Because oh. I can't do a Tim Curry voice. Christopher Lloyd is, that's a yet to be determined Vegapunk. Sure. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um, this one is from Zaydoctor. Uh, they ask, hey, OPP, I want to suggest an alternate theory for the significance of Mother Carmel's photo. I'm no longer certain the photo acts as a Horcrux. Not that word. Horcrux? Yeah. Okay. Horcrux. Horcrux. It's Horcrux, yeah. Uh, type of protection for Big Mom. If it did, her reaction to its destruction would not have been delayed the way it was by her rage overload. What I now think is that whatever happened to Mother Carmel was so traumatic to young Charlotte Lindland that she's repressed the memory. But whenever something happens to the photo, be it a casual bump or flat-out destruction, her horrific scream, unconsciously released conquerors hockey, and even the reduction to her physical defense are all because those memories are rushing back to her in that moment and overwhelming her. The fact we're getting the flashback at this particular moment, and it starts with Lindland asking why Mother Carmel suddenly Period seems to support this. Also, um, actually, I'll, besides the another question is just for translation, but we don't have Stephen here. To, but uh, yeah, what do, what do you think about this? It's kind of just more like it's like this. It's bringing back some bad memories. I think repressed memory repressed or memories. edited out. Dun dun dun. Yeah, because it it has to be. She has to. She thinks fondly of Mother Carmel when she's looking at the picture normally. So it's not like she's totally forgotten her. It's definitely like something specific about her or something that, you know, is is so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And and as for the delay, I would just imagine that's the denial phase. That's the initial shock. And also it's just shown in jump uh, action scene timing. You ever get overwhelmed? Which can sometimes be extended minutes. Yeah, just ever, ever get overwhelmed with too much shit to do? <laughs> do I? <laughs> All right, moving on. Our next question comes from Kush Yabish. Um, and they say, Yo, I now like Cavendish even more than before. Not only, he, uh, not only is he the first commander of the Grand Fleet, but also he seems to be a noble of some kingdom. I doubt Oda would show him so fancy walking out of a castle at a young age just to troll us. If he was a prince who left his kingdom to pursue piracy, I am now really interested to learn his motives and backstory, which makes him, which makes me like him even more. Now we have another prince under Luffy besides Sanji. Come on, guys. That's cool as F. <laughs> it's true. I, d- I hadn't thought of that. Um, 
you know, I just put that chalk that up to like the imagery surrounding him, but like um it does tie in with the whole like nobility versus pirates, et cetera, et cetera stuff pretty interestingly. To be fair, I think if he was a prince he would have mentioned it because of who he is. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I yeah. Know, I, 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 I'm sorry, Casey, you go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I think if he is some kind of noble, perhaps a big motive there would just be, because as I recall, like, wasn't, like, a big part of his motivation for being is, like, attempting to gain fame and notoriety. So perhaps if, you know, he's this provincial noble that lives in the middle of nowhere, you know, you, you get to extend yourself out, you get to become more famous than you would ever be if you just sat at home in your little noble mansion. <laughs> Maybe he's a very clean, stable boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious maybe, how the whole stuff comes into play. Maybe the castle's kind of like um, crickets, where it's just the <laughs> the facade. Maybe it's, yeah. Maybe it's like a month like a crickets uh, castle where it's just made out of like plywood. I'm I'm looking at the page again, and one of the ladies that's fawning over him has a little crown. Hmm. So that's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> on to our next question from Opfire. Uh, Dorian Brogy fought for a hundred years over an argument they both forgot just for the sake of honor. What other kinds of spirited competitions are we going to see in Elbaf? Can't imagine giant culture being anything other than men competing for glory amongst themselves 24-7. Uh, I could just envision it now. You, let's fight! Them's fighting words. hundred years <laughs> later. <laughs> Wham. Bop. A giant tossing competition. Oh, yeah. Eating contest. <laughs> Drinking contest. Oh. There you go. Pissing contest. Yeah, in that Metaphorical order. and literal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just really looking forward to seeing Elbaf. Just, you know, Arm wrestling. <laughs> wrestle. Regular wrestling. <laughs> Thumb wrestling. Break wrestling. All right. Uh, this one comes from Mistress Page. Hi there, OPP. Hope you're all doing well. My question is in regards to Smoothie. Do you think the reason Oda is purposely holding her back from doing anything is because he believes she is too powerful for the current time and would just screw everything up for the Alliance? Similar to how he tricks or traps Luffy so he doesn't decimate weaker villains early on. It's just weird how you have Cracker and Katakuri showcasing their skills while she, who should be on their level, doesn't get involved at all. Laziness is one thing, but he seems to be laying it on real thick here. Pun intended. What do you think? I, I just think it's just it's chaos right now. There's so much going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Smoothie will get her time to shine. It's just not yet. Yeah, I think you're going to see everyone who's still conscious, at least in a panel, doing something. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, our next question comes from Lame for Fame. After listening to your read-through again, especially the part with Crocodile, I was wondering, why do the Emperors know that they need the road polyglyphs to get to Raptel, but don't seem to go out of their way to get the ones about the ancient weapons? That would seem like a better or good additional strategy to dominate the seas to me. On the same note, Kaido might be told about Poseidon by Caribou by now. How do you guys think that will play back into the story? A possible connection to Luffy destroying Fishman Island? Um, yeah, it's kind of, 
I, I really couldn't think of an answer as to why the emperors aren't aware of uh, ancient weapons like Crocodile was. I'd assume it's like a nuclear attrition thing where the other three emperors would all crack down on whoever, whichever one was trying to gather that stuff. Mm. And I guess you could also think that maybe they're strong enough where they really don't necessarily feel that they need it as much as people before the New World. Also, the emperors, yeah, they're just... I mean, they're already powerful enough, but then again, they still, you know, they want to go to Raptil, so... Mm. I I can't think of that myself. But and, yeah, there seems to be a mystique around the ancient weapons that it's possibly they're just they don't even want to mess with that, you know, because the weapons are so dangerous. And a spunky up and coming warlord like Crocodile, I could totally see him going for that. Uh, but in Luffy destroying Fishman Island, this connecting Fishman Island again so soon, I don't see it happening. I don't think we're going back there just yet. I think that's something more towards the end of the series, in my opinion. Um, okay, our next one is from Lord Andrew. Uh, hey, OPP, I'm loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. Who do you think will be the next of the worst generation to have a major impact in the story? Drake. Kid. Kid. Really? I was going to say Drake. Oh, I know, you just said it. Um, the reason <laughs> Drake. I think, and here's the reason I think Kid. Um, not that any of you were asking. Uh, but I think it's uh, the part on uh, Shabandi at the auction house where uh, kid and law and Luffy are all fighting, you know, next to one another. And like, you know, I, I think that was sort of like a foreshadowing moment considering law was, you know, the next big, you know, uh, big member of the worst generation to, um, to, uh, to have a, a profound impact on the story. I think, I think kid, there's something similar with kid. Um, I think he's special, quote unquote, in that way. Like he's going to end up teaming up with Luffy as well. I think. I think they're going to also be part of this alliance. For sure. Um, yeah. Maybe he's a D. I don't know. Maybe oh, he's got God, like a. No. Yeah. Well, look, Oda shoehorned the D into Law's name. <laughs> it's almost at this point it would stand out too much if it were only also Law that had it. You know. Yeah. Like it was like if it was like the three of them, like I'd be I'd be a little more at peace with that. I'll be perfectly honest. It also depends on what Oda has up his sleeve for the D's, but um, actually, actually yeah. now I'm all for it because it that means his name would be Usis D Kid, as in the Kid. <laughs> oh, I like that. The Kid. Yeah. He's a chicken. He's also Dragon just really likes the song Brandy by Looking Glass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what's our next one? Uh, next one is from, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing this right, fried? I don't know. Hey, y'all, I think we've noticed the fast pacing of the post-wedding chaos from the pudding reveal to the cake destruction to getting the mother photo to Big Mom. It feels like a lot of major events are happening not much build-up. Personally, I think Oda simply values a frenetic atmosphere here at the expense of traditional dramatics. Regardless, do you think that the anime will try to imitate this pace, or will they drag it out uh, to try and build up drama and cash in a few extra episodes out of less chapters? Um, Have you yes. watched the anime? I was, <laughs> I was muted, so you couldn't hear me go... <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. of course that is going to happen. Uh, I, I, I do agree that this is like a very frenetic uh, pace. It's moving really fast, but do I want to do I do I want the cliffhanger of a chapter before we go into a break being uh, oh no can I reach and show this picture to M- Big Mom like oh God of course he's going to you know I don't want that to be a cliffhanger so I don't really mind this we're kind of we we were very patient uh, throughout this arc and now we're just enjoying all this and I think there's still more to come so I I'm not getting too worried about this moving too fast yeah no the the um i mean we're yet well we're yet to see for sure but like uh flashback seems like a slowdown moment for sure mm-hmm. not a bad way but no 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 yeah. but like in a yeah in a good sort of like we had all this frenetic several chapters of things moving very fast and then it leads into a sort of like slowing down for a little bit. Okay, this one is from Montdor's Story Hour. Uh, what's up, OPP? Some thoughts on Daifuku? Is it possible that the genie is actually Daifuku's filling? The red bean paste to his fluffy mochi shell? Also, oh. as, much as, I, as much as I love Steven's uh, gene, genie... You, how do you pronounce this? Because it's genuine. It's Gen- genuine. 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 Genuine rage sweat. Can I suggest Dijinuine as an alternate take? All of which brings me back to Genuine, the 90s R&B sensation. He was pretty great, wasn't he? <laughs> I didn't yes, know who he was. Gen- Genuine was until I started watching Parks and Rec. And then I referenced Genuine yeah. a couple times. Genuine, like, I don't know who that is. He was Genuine? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and that was Montdor's story hour. <laughs> That's uh, Montdor. Sorry, that, that, that was, it was great, Parks and Rec. Uh, but I I, I I could totally see uh, this genie being red, you know, to be the red bean face. If that yeah. answers the question, <laughs> that's a, yeah, red, that's a... red is usually like an ifrit color in mythology and stuff, anyway. So well, it can't be blue, or else it's going to be Robin Williams genie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. hey Al, it's me, the red bean face that lives inside you. Give yourself a little rub when I come out. <laughs> Oh. He just had to rub me three times. Oh. Faster, Al. <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can, Genie. The <laughs> boo! Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, here's some Mother's Day questions. Uh, one of them is from D Pride. In honor of the upcoming flashback, and of course, Mother's Day. What are your favorite mothers in One Piece? I know that Otis thinks they get in the way of adventures, but there have been some pretty awesome ones in the series. Uh, Bellamere is really the first that comes to mind. Yeah, same. Yeah, ultimate mom. Ultimate yeah. Mom. Uh, the only mom ever to rock some sort of mullet. Slash <laughs> yeah, she had a crust punk dude before that was cool. <laughs> I like that the crust punk just, you know what? I, I, I'm I'm going to get a farm and settle down. You guys could just hang out here on the sidewalk with this dog you use for sympathy, but I'll leave him. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bellamere is my favorite. One Piece mom. Yeah. yeah, she's she's also great because she doesn't represent like the birth mom. She's she's mm. the woman who sacrifices for you, you know. And that's I think that's an important thing to remember at Mother's Day, even if 
it's remembering the women too that just did things for you beyond the call of being the one that you know birthed you i guess technically nico olvia is also a mom that sacrificed a lot for her child but more than that she sacrificed a lot for just the heritage of mohara yeah mm. uh and this one's from black north wind uh i thought it was black north wind but there's no r here uh hello op p uh, May 16th is my birthday. Happy birthday. Enjoy the episode. Uh, so my question is, has Jinbei, um, sorry, I think you were probably about to say, Jinbei not been saying uh, Lupicoon in Japanese as much this arc? Uh, no one has brought it up. Uh, brought it up. I <laughs> uh, see Jill's reading along. Uh, I, I think this is a better question for Steven, but I thought since it was your birthday, I'd leave. I mean, is he not? Is he not saying Luffy Coon? I have no idea. He hasn't had too many interactions with Luffy, but yeah, and I mean, like we don't like uh, this doesn't translate the honorifics yeah. unless it's like unless it's. I think they. I don't remember. Has he been doing it with um the Wano folk? Uh, I, don't know. No, I suppose I don't we'll know. see in the anime. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna come up in the anime recaps more than the manga mm. recaps. Right. And he also asked, could the fourth road poneglyph uh, perhaps be at the very end of the tall tree, which we see at the very end of this chapter? And is this also the Adam tree, which both Sonny and the Oro Jackson are made of? Uh, I would like it to questions. be the Adam tree, but good. it should also have a reference to Yggdrasil because of the whole Norse thing. Um, be interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. This one is from Raynard, not a fox. Raynard, not a fox. Uh, this one, uh, it's, a long, it's, it, it's a heavy one in terms of uh, Japanese, but I'll try my best. Uh, hey, OPP, in regards to the Hanafuda cards that Shanks held in the cover of Chapter 862, what he had in his hands is called the Bright Four, Shiko. Uh, it's worth eight points in the game and is the second highest in terms of points just behind the Bright Five, Goko, which is mm. worth ten points. Cards in the Bright Four are comprised of the Full Moon of August, the Crane of January, the Cherry Blossoms of March, and the Phoenix of December. That being said, I don't see any symbolic reference here other than a possible pun on the Japanese term for the Four Emperors. What do you think? Um, it's a moon, so Zach's going to love that. Crane is Suru, <laughs> Cherry Blossoms Wano, Phoenix is Marco. Clearly, he's pointing towards the coming arcs. Yeah. Huh. I like that, actually. <laughs> I don't think that's intentional, but I, I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the name of the uh, the Navy lady. No, Kazuki. Yeah. You guys, Kazuki. the Kazuki clan is, um, that's their that's their sigil. It's the crane. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. shit, we got it. There we go. We answered a question that I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so Kazuki, Wano, Marco, and what was the other? Uh, uh, the moon. Full moon. moon. Oh, and the moon. So, which is uh, also Kazuki, right? Kazuki. Or, no. Kazuki. Kazuki. Yeah, but that was there was something to do. I don't remember. Uh, uh, Enter is on the moon. There we go. <laughs> There's yeah. a moon on Rizo's head. He's coming back. That's true. There is one on Rizo's head. Shit, not guys. A there we go. That's I thought there was something with the uh, Kazuki guys <laughs> that had, that was a Tsuki something, but I can't I can't remember. Well, it seems like we've found more significance to this reference than we thought. So, crazy. Fun. All right. Um, this one is from Anime Lover 1491. I thought this was important to bring up, even though we didn't during the manga recap. 
Uh, hey, OPP, I just bought the three box sets and been reading them. And when I got to Little Garden, I noticed how they spelled Elbaf. Uh, it's spelled with a PH and not an yep. F. Uh, you know, it's, it's, the PH is for fat. <laughs> but there's a tiny theory about it being spelled Elbaf with an F because uh, it's backwards, it spells Fable, which would tie more with the Norse mythology. Just wondering if it was a mistake, too late to change, or if it was actually is, is supposed to be spelled with a PH. Um, I don't know if it's ever really been confirmed that it's like, oh, Elbaf, it's Fable spelled backwards. I, right. I know it's one of those things, it's, I it, think, that's yeah. too late. It's just, it's, Steven brought it up. What was that? Steven brought it up in our chat. Oh, did he? On, like, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, literally yeah, earlier in the day. It's, it's been a thing on Twitter. He, Steven, uh, when I was going to say that he personally doesn't think there's a connection and think that's just like kind of just a fan theory, but who knows? Uh, I, I never thought it was anything significant. I just thought it was something for fun. Like, I was like, ah, I need a name of this place. Uh, 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 maybe I can pull something from old Norse mythology or fables. That's it. No bath. But, uh, yeah, yeah Elbeth, I just has I a cool that... fantasy feel. <laughs> I think that if that is the root, uh, that fable spelled backwards is how he came to the name Elbaf. Like it's still um, like obscured enough and it's still like rearranged enough that I don't think the pH really takes away from that. You could say um, Elbaf, which sounds like it ends with an F, you know, spelled backwards is fable. Isn't that interesting? And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really take away from the story at all. <laughs> Yeah, it only gets in the way of your "Did you know?" anime caption card. Mm. <laughs> one hundred and one facts that you didn't know about One Piece. Did you know that you already did? Uh, Srob twenty two asks, "Hey OPP, I have been doing a read through of the manga for the first time, and I just finished Skypea. I had only watched the anime until I decided to catch up with the manga in the middle of Zo, and have read and listened to the podcast every week since." I just wanted to thank you guys for doing your read-through on the podcast because it makes my read-through a lot more fun. I enjoy hearing everyone's opinions and theories about the series, so thanks. And you're welcome. Uh, uh, you sure waited a very long time to finally uh, read the manga, but glad you're finally on it and enjoying it because the manga is great. Uh, and our last Reddit question is going to be from the Tashi Stallion. Uh, hey, OPP. I wanted to know everyone's thoughts on the fact that the first time we see Elbaf will be in the flashback and not with the Straw Hats. Do you think this makes it less exciting for when the Straw Hats eventually do reach Elbaf? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Again, it's going to be interesting how much he does and doesn't show of the island. And who knows, we might be introduced to so many great characters that if the Straw Hats do go to Elbaf, we'll see them again. Because they'll yeah. still be alive. It's true. Yeah. And a lot can change in 63 years, so what we see now might not reflect the reality of it when we get to it again. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Reddit. So, it's so uh, Ed, uh, Alex. Yeah, so uh, uh, what, what, it's what time. time it? Well, uh, it's time to peace the tweet. Yeah. It's time for peace the tweet, where... Uh, Zach reads a thing that uh, we say every week that I don't remember. Um, I read Twitter shit, and here we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we 
You're doing such a good job. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody knows it. Uh, for those who are newcomers to uh, this podcast, uh, this is where I, I read questions from the Twitter feed uh, or comments or theories. So uh, our first one is from our very own Brian Newton, who uh, says, Sanji standing on the table around his family mirrors Judge's portrait with the heads of the four kings. Um, I guess the four kings of the North Blue. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't gone back to check that, but uh, I believe you, Brian. Uh, Ash, aka at King Coco Butter, uh, says or asks, uh, did Big Mom steal quote unquote the soul food from soul food? Jesus, the soul fruit from the giants. <laughs> Is this the source of her feud? Hmm. Uh, yet to be determined. I mean, yep. she's like five in the flashback, so be kind of. Sad if she had a feud back then with them over that. Yeah. Um, I, do think, I don't know. I, I, I do think Big Mom is a big fan of soul food. Though. Oh, yeah. I'm also really hungry, guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. Donnie T, a.k.a. at the Dr. Monkey, uh, asks, related to this chapter, has there been any moment in a chapter that changed it from a good chapter to a fantastic chapter? Um a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to judge chapters until the end when they when they finish. Uh, the CP nine reveal, I guess, was uh, Sabo's really good. Sabo's return. The Sabo return. Um, oh, there's a lot that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like One Piece is just kind of like chock full of this kind of stuff. It's a series of moments, like it. You, whenever I, I, I don't know, I, you're right. There's just countless chapters where there's a really great moment that turns a good chapter into a great one, and it's kind of hard to define. Like that's why we're still reading. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if this was a, a rhetorical question, Donnie T, um, but uh, hope you had it answered. Sai, uh, our very own Sai at Sai Sai Chan uh, says, really hoping Oda explains Big Mom's motivation without making her too sympathetic with this backstory. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I have something to say about that. (laughs) Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people saying, like, I don't want her to have a tragic backstory because I don't want to have to feel sympathetic for all the villains. But I would I would say that it's good. Like, it's still a totally valid move to have it a tragic backstory where then someone makes takes the wrong thing from that and mm-hmm. and becomes villainous, you know. Um, so I think she could still have a very tragic backstory, but you could say like another character in that situation maybe would make different decisions from that point on, but Big Mom made the wrong decisions and became a villain, you know. Yeah, completely um, agree. Um, it's sort of like uh, did we? I think. Oh. Sorry, Steve, I, I want to use a controversial uh, example, but I really like Guild to Sorrow's flashback. Um, yes, it's it's tragic, but obviously he uh, he went about it the wrong way. He became a villain. Uh, yeah, he became everything he hated, yeah. which is really great about like, it. I wasn't sympathetic towards him, but I was just like, "Wow, I get him now. I mm-hmm. get where he came from." But he's still be- he became what he despised and what he hated so yeah a backstory doesn't have to make you like the character but it helps you understand their motivations a lot better mm-hmm. um 
now that's that's why I have kind of a big problem with the Del Flamingo flashback. Uh, there's well, I mean, I don't really have a big problem with it. It's just that Del Flamingo's flashback uh, just you know told us that oh, he's always been a piece of shit. Even when he was a kid, he was a huge piece of shit. Um, and there's no other reason for it other than he was a celestial dragon, or yeah, he was like a noble, and he was the only one in his family who didn't. Like I don't know, I I, I still think it's sloppy. I actually I actually kind of liked that about Do Flamingos because it was just yeah, some people like especially you know if you're raised a celestial dragon, if you have the silver spoon in your mouth, you might just be a bad person. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I like that he was still just always a piece of shit. Yeah, I like I liked that it is a tragic backstory uh, from his perspective. And for us looking on, you're like, well, you didn't have to be that way, uh, you know, ordering people around and stuff like your slaves. But from his perspective, it's still he didn't see it that way, you know, and that's a it's a good way to, again, like kind of get a look inside his mind. Yeah, I think, yeah. well, the, the, I, honestly, the biggest problem that I had with the Del Flamingo flashback is uh, I wanted to know why Treble, Pika, and Diamante were just like, oh, let's bow to your every whim. Like, mm-hmm. is there like a weird prophecy or something? Like, oh, you're the champion <laughs> of evil. Uh, why? I don't get this at all. Like, yeah. you just, it's this random fucking kid that is an asshole and killed his family. And you're just like, oh, well, let's let's let a kid order us around. We're grown adults. Like, who thinks like that? To be fair on that, um, I've always thought, I mean, it was obviously brought up, it was because of the hockey reveal, um, that Del Flamingo had hockey, and that's why they kind of bowed down to him. Right. If it's just, if they were just, like, the, they were probably, like, big fish in a little pond, wherever they were, um, and they needed someone to boost them up. And I Conqueror's Hockey, there's no way that people who, just, like, regular people, even regular villains, um, who had just kind of like gangster level that they were, that it's like a normal thing. Like anyone who shows Conqueror's hockey, if you're in the know, it has to be a huge deal. Um, so like to us, we take it for granted because like, Oh, he's a warlord. He's a, a king. Now, of course he's going to have some be powerful. He's going to have hockey, but to them, it's just this kid um, who holds himself already as someone above other people. So if they're looking for someone to follow, that's who they would follow. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, and in my mind, I thought that they were just kind of, tr- kind of trying to like use him, like in order to you know gain notoriety, and then eventually, you know, still ha- kind of wave that over him. But that never seemed to be the case because you know he they all regarded each other as family. I don't know. I I could get in a whole big thing about Dressrosa. I'm in the middle of rereading there it right we now. Have. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. And it's. I'm sorry. Casey, one more thing. Casey. Oh, oh, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, you know, as Joey was getting at, like, everybody in life and in fiction sees themselves as the hero of their own story. They, you know, and everybody experiences tragedy, and it really just comes down to how do you respond to tragedy? What do you take from it? As Joey Mm -hmm. said, you know, what lessons are you drawing from that? Uh, And so if, you know, for example, if I've complained about Pudding's heel face reversals as frequent as they've been, it's just because... I, I'm curious to see if, and this is true of Big Mom as well, if Oda can deliver the deliver these sympathetic backstories, you know, be what, be whatever they may, and still allow us to recognize that 
the character that we see after these flashbacks are done is still at least portrayed villainously or if there's like a sudden reversal in their portrayal. Uh, so as long as Big Mom comes out of this, I we can sympathize with her backstory all day, and that'll be great. Uh, but if she's still villainous on the other end of it, I'm I'm totally fine with it. That's true. All right, uh, we still have a bunch more to go, so let, uh, I'm going to keep going. Says uh, sixteen at says sixteen asks if someone ate the ant ant fruit and strummed the wedding, would Morgan's welcome and declare them as his new overlord? Well, I, for one, would all welcome our new insect overlords. He'd be too angry uh, about someone taking his cheese danish. (laughs) Ah, Who took my damn cheese danish? (laughs) The only bug that Morgan's respects is Squirmy. (laughs) Squirmy the worm. Uh, So good. All right. uh, Venatorphile at... Joe on Bulba asks if you were arranged. Joe. Yeah, Joe. Been on some anime recaps with Sam. Yeah, that's right. If if you were to if you were arranged to marry one of the Charlotte children, who would you marry, including the ones already wed? Let's go around the horn. If anybody wants to speak up, forever hold their peace. Praline. Praline. This is like the one time where. This is the one arc where I'm finally losing track of all these movies. There's so many. Which one is your waifu? <laughs> I want Smoothie to crush me to death. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really want her to step on me and then squeeze me into Alex juice. Katakuri, uh, I gotta see that whole face. Mm. Whole face island. Uh, yeah, you could be having a Billy Binks thing going on. Uh, no thank you to Montdor, because uh, no jumbles, please. Um, I know Joey's just thinking in the back of his head, Amand, but I'm not going to say anything. Oh, yeah. There we go. I was, <laughs> I, Yeah, I was thinking uh, Praline uh, seems real cool, but yeah, Amand has uh, just something about her that uh, piques my interest. Very cool design. Uh, uh, oh, wait. I I, like... How did I not even say Smoothie? I'm going with Smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Smoothie's cool. She's a giant woman. Um <laughs> but oh, Goet. Jeff Rube Goette has pink hair. I, I like yeah that I haven't watched the latest anime episode. Yet. Nice. Yeah, Goet's got pink hair. Like all actually those all the all three of those color schemes threw me for a loop. Uh the fact that Montdor has Mont-Dor a painted white has, face. Has, has clown makeup. <laughs> He's yeah. Hey hey. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Ugh. yellow He's got yellow teeth too, so you know he's just a freaking Smoker, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Big Mom doesn't force her kids to brush their teeth before they go to bed. So, can you imagine how they many eat a lot of they all have? <laughs> Do you think they're dentists? There, Praline. Um, no, you, know, you don't have to worry no about dentist. covering her under your uh, dental plan because she'll just like grow some new teeth. Uh, uh, under your what? What? Under, under your what? Plan. Lisa under needs the <laughs> They brush their teeth with icing. So long, dental plan. <laughs> Not the first time we've referenced that. <laughs> so long, dental plan. Oh, God. Um, where the fuck was I? Jeff Ruberg at uh, Jeffinitely Jeff asks, where do you rank this chapter's cliffhanger compared to other memorable One Piece cliffhangers? Uh, we talked about I'd a have couple. To... 
uh, yeah. It's, it's it's not as good as the CP9 reveal. Uh, mm. I don't think it's good as the uh, Sabo and Koala reveal either. But uh, it's not about reveals though. I mean, cliffhanger wise though, this is just like this is a very exciting. Like I think the other the one well the other cliffhanger that I can think of off the top of my head that was just like gut punching was the um we have to leave Mary behind uh mm. like Mary you know and then uh and then I think that ep- the ep- or, uh, the chapter afterwards is um is Usopp picking a fight with Luffy. Let's let's sort of narrow it down then. Like, what if we just compare the finale of this one to like the rest of this arc? Because like, if if we're doing the rest of this arc, I think only Jinbei joining the Straw Hats matches it. Yeah. Oh god, that was so fucking cool. That's still <laughs> up. That's still at the tops for me. That was cool <laughs> as hell. He is so cool, you guys. Yeah. Agreed. Boss Jinbei is so cool. Yeah, he is. Jinbei is cool. Uh, that's my new. Uh, that's my new email, by the way, everybody. Jinbaseful at yahoo dot com. Get on with it. <laughs> Richard at Red Door Forty Two asks, "What do you believe that the Celestial Dragons have over the military? What is in the military stage a coup?" Because in real life, people are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Government. <laughs> yeah, something something status quo something they something. they yeah. crave um you know they 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 crave uh seniority i guess i don't know because if they overthrow the government how can they have anyone trust them ever uh well, then who's gonna lead them yeah then who's gonna although the celestial dragons don't really lead anything do they Should i feel like there's something that they have like access to some secret knowledge or something that, that is what, definitely holding that they can hold over everyone else. Isn't that what Doflamingo was hinting towards? He yeah, was, I think yeah. so. Huh. I guess I never really thought about that because in my mind, the Salsa Dragons are just like, oh, well, they've, you know, for hundreds of years, they've just been like, you know, top bananas and that's it. Uh, do we know if the Goros or the, the Five Elder Stars are... um? Are celestial dragons? I don't think they are, but we don't know that. They don't seem ugly enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which which one of the which one of the five elders would you marry? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, cap uh, next one, Captain Alex Damien. Likes Gandhi. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I do. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Captain Damien Nolan, a.k.a. at SauceBoss5000, uh, says, Seems like the Norse Tree of Life, a.k.a. Yggdrasil, is in the Elbaf panel. Do you think it's connected to the Soul Soul fruit? Um, now, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That, being, that being a connection. I, don't know. I mean, there's, there's like... Yeah, there's like one piece... There's got to be there's theories floating around that the the atom tree is like the root of the devil fruits, right? That's that's got to be around in the fandom and stuff, right? That's Roger. I've, not, I've never heard that, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It just seems too like perfect. Um yeah. Never really uh never really thought about like where the where the devil fruits come from, but I remember in the early like viz days, uh I think, you know, oh, I ate the fruit oh. from the gum gum tree. Yeah. I'm like, 
That's in Australia. <laughs> anyway. Was that a carryover from the four kids? Uh, it might be. I, I don't remember them saying it in the four kids show, but I do remember oh. that being a thing in like the in in the manga. Like yeah. that was just an earlier translation. Whoops. Uh, yep. Oopsies. It's an oopsie. Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez at uh, Raftel underscore Rick. Do you think via this flashback is the only way we'll see Elbaf? Would you be mad if it was? Usopp has to go, right? Yeah, I'd be mad if it's the only time we ever saw Elbaf. Usopp has to go. Yeah, Usopp has to. So I think we will see it. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna. Oh, no, we gotta see it before the end of the series. This is probably set up for our post Wano arc. Yeah, I can see. Mm. That. Yep. I mean, uh, Sunny Tate at Din's Fire O three asks, uh, "What do you think is in store for the Vinsmokes now? Is their story over, or will they somehow become the Ark villains?" <laughs> it's no. It. it, it... I feel like if that would happen, it's going to feel like that SNL segment, the ooh, what you say, you know, <laughs> everyone keeps shooting at each other. It's just going to be like, oh, God, it's like, calm down. Can we just settle on our on our roles already? Um, I I don't, I can't see that. I can't see Vince Smokes be like, aha, now it's us. We want, uh, what, what, what do we want? I, 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 they have nothing to gain at this point. No, not really. No, uh, yeah. Oh, they're gonna fight, but they're not gonna like be the villains. I think not. Not the way normally. No, I think we were all expecting it, kind of in the beginning. That like you know, Sanji's got to fight Judge, but I think he did already, right? And he he lost. <laughs> yeah, Sanji's already won. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. We uh, y'all mentioned that in in the chapter uh, today. But yeah, that's a really great moment for Sanji. So yeah, I, may- I feel like that 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 plot thread has really kind of been lost, and I don't imagine we're going to recover it really in a way that I don't know in, in a way that the beginning of the arc made us any of us think it was probably going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Andrew Peterson at a Peterson forty three. Um, this one made me laugh a lot, guys. It's a screenshot of um, uh, it's a screenshot of this week's uh, Oda comment, like in the uh, author comment by Oda, uh, in which he says, "The latest drones are so stable that I can fly one in my studio and annoy my assistants with the wind it creates." Uh, Andrew Pearson asks, "Is Oda mean?" <laughs> Is Oda good? <laughs> This made me laugh a lot. Like I, I don't know. I think he just likes fun shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. I mean, he's just annoying them with the wind. He's not actually like flying the drones into his assistants or anything. So I'm actually gonna retweet this because I like it so much. Uh, <laughs> me too. Is uh, um, Oder gonna hire the services of Vanguard One? Vanguard One. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're probably the oh, Vanguard probably... One is kicking up wind in my assistant's uh, office. Delightful. What um, are you drawing, Oda? A dilapidated boat. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the broken universe has been referenced on our podcast. Uh, Brother Kishimoto. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, oh my god! Have I not been on? I guess I have not been on the podcast or no since the Hardys no, came back. No, I no, I haven't been on. I don't know why I never tried to convince uh, everyone that the Bin Smokes probably referred to Sanji as Brother Nero. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, 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 three of us know exactly what we're talking about. Everyone else is just waiting for us to get to the next. Oh, oh, oh how fun! <laughs> right. So, uh, Adil Khan at Adil OPP, uh, our very own Adil Khan. Uh, thoughts on Rouge being the original user of the gum gum fruit? That might explain her ridiculous twenty months long pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, well, yeah, the soul um, soul fruit somehow gives you crazy birth powers. That would explain Big Mom having all those kids, I guess. That's true, too. Garrett Carter at QuipQuest asks, What would you do if one of the crazy she-who-must-not-be-named theories turns out to be true? Hashtag Oda is drunk again. I think at this point there's so many Bonnie theories that... Like, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them happened to be true. Like, if he's Akainu's daughter or something. <laughs> one of them has to be right. Just <laughs> Bonnie has to be involved people. in the story somehow. <laughs> well, we need to, clearly, we need to make a website uh, and do, give odds on, like, all these different theories. Like, 700 to 1, it's this one. Like, because there's so <laughs> many at this point that one of them, yeah, one of them has to be true, right? There's just absolutely nothing to Bonnie that everyone's just assuming anything <laughs> the bonnie pool.com <laughs> jewelry d bonnie we just open up a bar where we just have a big chalkboard just writing all these theories with and bets uh yeah I, I, as long as he doesn't get black cage hena'd into like out of history i'm i'm fine with it if if there's a theory you know if any of the theories about her being this person or that person come true i'll just low-key accept it at this point that's about it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so piece the tweet. Uh, oh, that's hashtag. This is piece the tweet. Skills at ninety one underscore Ryan says Funimation missed a big opportunity for this fake straw hats. They should have hired the original four kids voice actors for Luffy Robin. Uh, I no. maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, that would be kind yeah, of yeah. Like despite yeah. two of the characters being impressions of them, it's. Uh, yeah, there's and there's always complications with that, but at the same time, we'd be like, hey, uh, you know how you were in the uh, despised English version of One Piece? You want to come back and play these characters who are pretending to be the characters you used to play? Yeah, I, I if I worked on, you know, if I worked on it, mm-hmm. and I had fond memories making it, and, you know, like, it, it's... It's just a mean, not cool thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> and we've had we, yeah. we've we've had had some uh, actors from the you know the four kids dub go on to play some roles in the Funimation dub. Uh, like Sean Schimmel was Doctor Indigo, and uh, Mike Center Nicholas was uh, Disco. Uh, but you know, it's not like they reprised any of their previous roles. Uh, I don't know. Contracts are weird and stuff. I don't know if that would still come into play or not. But no, nah, that was never going to happen. I'd much rather it being the Straw Hat voice actors getting to play the fake Straw Hats. That w- that that's the big opportunity you could have missed. So, and they didn't. Yep. All right. Uh, we have two more, and they're just comments. Um, 
Matt N at Matt Owen 89 says, I think this means Big Mom won't die. Why flashback for a dead character? I called a flashback mid-fight, and I'm still disappointed. Um, well, I like it. Uh, uh, I don't think Big Mom is going to die anyway. <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I, I don't, I don't place piece. my chips on characters dying. No, at least, at least not like in an arc like this, and, where, you know... Where there's talking doors and shit. Yeah, I don't understand your sentiment. It's like, why flashback for a dead character? That's every flashback. <laughs> Actually, that's that's just a really good point. That's just about every flashback. Well, think about it. Skypea is mm-hmm. the Noland and Calgara flashback. Yeah, literally nobody in that flashback is still alive except for the snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm it's an animal, think of a so it doesn't... where somebody didn't die. <laughs> um... Uh, I was gonna say Sanji's new one. But Actually, Sanji's old one. Nobody old died. One. Yeah, well, but except for Zeph's entire pirate crew. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well, they were nameless. They don't. It, yeah. it wasn't like tragic. And also, they knew his, 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 his mom right? passed off screen. Well, Zeph's leg died. <laughs> I, well, I mean, Frankie is technically like. Yeah, you don't oh. find out what happens to Tom. I mean, yeah. I guess he eventually rots in prison or gets executed or something. Yeah, that wasn't obviously. the point. Is he never sees him again? It's still a loss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but it's open enough that people occasionally are like, "Do you think we'll ever see them again?" Yeah. We yeah. went to Impel Down. If we were going to see Tom again, that would have been that's true. That's yeah, true. that yeah, would have been disturbing. <laughs> Holy shit! Right. I'd rather not. He's just one yeah. of those corpses on like. Oh, oh Jill, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Have you, you ever got hey, in this one panel? There's a fishman bones over there. Have you ever seen a whale explode? <laughs> what is with you guys? <laughs> I don't want to talk about Tom in this way. I prefer to remember him as he was. <laughs> Alive. Maybe he's like old Kentucky. No, I meant like in an old Kentucky shark sort of way, I guess. Like why do sharks explode? <laughs> <laughs> That's because their reproductive <laughs> organs are made out of M80. <laughs> They can also attract <laughs> giant killer bees. Um, <laughs> uh, getting punched drunk here. Last last one of the night. Uh, Jackson G at Nine Claw Tiger says, "Like let the record show. I predicted we were heading for a flashback the week piece. The tweet didn't happen. Thank you. Um, uh, actually, <laughs> it didn't one, count. There's one. Uh, someone sent us a really good question. I thought uh, they didn't use the hashpad. Uh, the hashtag. Uh, that's my new." Uh, I'm just messing up words tonight, but uh, they didn't use the hashtag piece of tweet, which you should use if you want these uh, questions to be read uh, via Twitter. This one is from uh, CA. uh, uh, Your Twitter handle is at Hyge. Oh, God. (laughs) Hydrogen's love. uh, Well, you you asked a really good question, so I wanted to answer it here on the podcast. Uh, Say bonjour from France, OPP. Uh, bonjour. I thought you guys were gonna do this. Bonjour. bonjour. Thank you. Um, did you have the dress rosa fatigue in quotes during the grand line part of OP? If so, which arc was it? Uh, I believe. Uh, I guess uh, they're referring to everything from you know uh, Reverse Mountain through Chavandi. Uh, 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 and my answer is no. Nothing was close to Dress Rosa's length back then. No, no, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to... And by the time, when I got into One Piece, it was, you know, the Water 7 arc was underway. 
everything before that is great. And, and if you didn't like something as much, it was like arcs weren't as long. It just, uh, I just hope I'm not looking through it through rose tinted glasses, but everything was awesome. And it was just, such no, a, you're not. It was such a treat marathoning through all of that, all of that story. It's all great. I, I started, I, so I started reading week to week at the end of Skypea. And, uh, the only time I ever got fatigued with an arc was during the Nolan Calgara flashback reading that week to week. Um, now, uh, that said, that doesn't hold a candle to Dres Rosa, which is longer than Water 7 plus Ennius Lobby, which reading week to week was awesome all the way through. Mm-hmm. So that's my stance on it. And I, I'm pretty sure I cut one of you off, and I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I, I've, I've mentioned several times on here that I read it all very quickly, and so I didn't have to read week to week until Zoe. Uh, and Zoe was kind of over too quickly to even be bothered by, and Whole Cake Island's moving around pretty briskly. So, so far, I haven't had anything to complain about. Although, when I was marathon reading, I hated Dressrosa because I was bored of reading it and wanted to get to the next thing already. <laughs> the answer is no. But thank you for your question. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. <laughs> Au revoir. We. Oui. All right, guys, uh, that, that does it for our, our giant-sized piece-together segment this week. Uh, wow. Let's close out the show. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This has been the One Piece Podcast, and this is your final stop. On the Manga Recap Express. End of the line. You'll make me tap the sign. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, despite only having a, uh, like a few segments on today's uh, show, we had a lot to talk about. We had a crazy manga chapter and tons of piece together to answer. Uh, and I'd like to thank you all for coming on today. Um, but as you know, the manga's on break next week. So I believe... Uh, there's probably going to be a uh, segment on volume 85 uh, through Steven. Pretty sure. If not, I don't know. There's just no episode. And a double anime recap. And a double anime recap with Sam. Uh, I don't know who the uh, you know, the sorry uh, folks he's going to get on that recap. I don't know. I have, I, I, I did see... Uh, I, I haven't seen the latest episode yet. So I'll... Well, they, they would be anime recap force one. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I just want to thank you all for coming on today and being there for us as we uh, picked up hosting duties while uh, Zach and Ed were away at play. Uh, Casey, thank you so much for bringing your talents to today's uh, show. Uh, where could the good? Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, uh, you can find me at Manovsky article on Twitter, uh, where I'm currently talking a lot about uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, the manga uh, Golden Kamui, which is really fantastic and is about to get a release from Viz in June. And uh, just I can also announce I'm going to be at Anime Fest in Dallas in August. So if you're in the Texas area, that'll be my first time in Texas. Come around and say hi. And Kelly, thanks for coming on today. Thanks. 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Karuri, and there's a lot of new uh, toys coming out right now, so I'm tw- trying to tweet uh, pictures as they start to uh, be made uh, available. I see. We're finally getting some Vin Smoke merchandise. We're getting a lot. I, I wonder how popular they're going to be, the Warren and so much merchandise. That's my they're Sentai's. They're going to sell so long. But they're no Which... shirtless Sabo and Law, Jill. Which, uh, I wonder which one's going to be the favorite. It's like there should be like a Teen Beat magazine for the Vin Smokes. <laughs> I'm all for that. Uh, Who's yeah, hotter, Ichi-G or Yonji? You got the dunce. Jerma Beat. And it's Sonic. Jerma Beat. <laughs> Jerma Beat. <laughs> uh, Jill, uh, thanks for coming on, as usual. Yeah, uh, good to be here, um... You can find me at Twitter at Pirates on Luck, uh, where I'm always willing to talk about One Piece or cats, I guess. Uh, um, and uh, hopefully, I'll be back into writing editorials soon again for the website. Are you also going to Anime Expo this year? Oh well, yeah, that's in July. But yeah, um, ho- hopefully, if everything goes correct in my life, I'll be going to Anime Expo, um, and I'll be cosplaying Big Mom. Um, which is actually my favorite cosplay I've ever done. And it's amazing. Um, and some other characters, we'll see what happens there. Awesome. That, yeah, that's why I was asking. I was curious if you uh, cosplay Big Mom. Uh, looking forward to it. Yep. And uh, Joey. The boy Joey. Yeah. Follow me at Joey Weiser on Twitter or joeyweiser.tumblr.com. Um, read my graphic novel series, Merman. The entire series, books one through five, are out now in hardcover and digital. And uh, one through two are available in softcover, and three is coming in the fall. Uh, look for me at Heroes Con in June, as well as the um, American Library Association show. So any, if any librarians are listening, come see me in Chicago. Um, and also, please listen to the podcast that I do with our friend Alex here and Scott Dryman called Toho Yaro, a Japanese film podcast. Um, this month we talked about Dead or Alive, the Takashi Miike insane crime movie. And, uh, next month we'll be talking about Lady Snowblood. Speaking of my girl, Amand. I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Woo! I'm looking forward to yeah, it's fan- talking about it. It's fantastic. Alex is hosting that one. It's true. Do female prisoner Scorpion next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably, maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I'm at Steve Yurko on Twitter and Instagram. I'm where all over. Uh, I'll also be at Acon in Fort Worth, Texas next month. I'll be in Artist Alley, so come find me. Uh, and Alex, of course, you could find him on Twitter at Dude Exclamation. Uh, and also the same on Instagram. And uh, you got anything going on, Alex? Yeah. Um... So you can find me uh, also at AwesomeCon in D.C. I'll be performing uh, two shows with Super Art Fight there. Uh, and I'll probably hang out at the Super Art Fight table. So if you come by, ask for me. Uh, you know, chat it up. You should, also, fun. you should also go meet Shinsuke Nakamura and Charlotte Flynn. Um, that's actually already... Uh, we're already trying to make that happen. Um I know, I know. Yeah, Shinsuke is going to be there. It's going to be good. Uh, and, um, 
if you if you live in the DC area, you can come and watch me perform improv uh, pretty much every week uh, in four week cycles. Um, uh, we usually do four weeks on, three weeks off, but I'm I'm there every Tuesday with with the improv troupe Richie. Uh, so uh, if you're in DC, please please come by and see our shows. They're free. And uh, that's all I've got. Cool. Um, well, I think since I, I, I got this down, maybe you should ask me where the good people can find us. Well, uh, where can the good people find us, Steve? Well, you can find the podcast at onepiecepodcast.com, twitter.com, youtube.com, facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast, reddit.com slash r slash onepiecepodcast. That's where you can ask uh, piece together questions. Uh, you could also send them to onepiecepodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail uh, on Skype. We are One Piece Podcast. And uh, please uh, donate, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash One Piece Podcast. You get bonus episodes that uh, include uh, some exclusive uh, discussions and some bloopers. And, uh, be sure to also listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. And also call us on our phone number, which is for Skype. Uh, Alex, do you know the phone number? No. Well, I do this time. It's good. It's 347-497-MAJI. MAJI. Yeah, that's 347-497-6254. Or 45. Call anytime. Call anytime. I think I messed it up. I don't know. (laughs) Just keep calling. You'll get one eventually. Yeah. I get some. Somebody Uh, please call us. Nobody ever does. Yeah. It's you never call. <laughs> it, that's exactly what Zach says. So, let's go. Oh. 6254, I believe. Uh, but yeah, leave your your questions, comments, uh, your theories as to why sharks explode. I mean, it's because their reproductive organs are made out of M80s. That's, there's a Space Ghost episode. Oh. It's already been covered. Sorry, Steve. Some creative theories. But, whomp, whomp. Well, that's going to do it for our episode. I hope you enjoyed uh, Alex and I coming back uh, to do our first ever hosting duties of this show by ourselves. Uh, probably last. Probably our, <laughs> probably our last. Uh, Zach is probably pulling out his hair, but uh, I will be on the show now for a little while for the time being. So I look forward to yep. discussing the rest of this arc with my good friends here and to all of you who are awesome fans thank you so much for supporting our show and listening and please come back next week for our episode and probably gonna be the volume 85 recap probably so probably listen to that I probably i should probably shut up will i should shut up now probably <laughs> but that's gonna do it uh for the one piece podcast my name is steve and my name is alex we'll catch you later bye-bye now bye bye Good night, everybody. Bye. Zach, we're so sorry. I'm not.